is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There is only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's it. One more. Get around. No. They saw your team. Put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? Play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks and Speedy Beanie. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. You're a never are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are the Sports Lab Mounts. I am Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy. I am wearing glasses, Petey, or whatever the hell they are. And in the studio, again, Mark Everett Kelly. Remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can call us. What? Let me join. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you can call us at 631-672-3108. And ladies and gentlemen, you can also do this. Uh, you can download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, well, well. Uh, we are here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and we have a great show lined up for you. Uh, at 10 o'clock, we'll be talking to... Maryland sophomore tight end CJ Dupree. He was on a show a couple of uh, yeah a couple of years ago. Yeah, summer twenty twenty. <laughs> yes, and uh, he was a top recruit. Uh, I think a three star mm-hmm. three star recruit. He's going to be joining us. So very happy to get him on. He actually reached out to us. Um, actually reached out to me uh, a couple of days ago, and he he misses us. And uh, he asked me how the show is doing, and I said, Hey, we, we got to get you back on the show, Speedy Soar. And he reached out to him, and he's coming on at 10 o'clock. So we'll talk about everything with Maryland football, where he sees himself in the next couple of years, and uh, uh, maybe an NFL prospect in the very near future. So uh, very happy to get CJ back on the show. And he already told me he wants us to come to a game this this coming year to come and watch him play because he will be starting for Maryland. But a uh, lot to talk about before he comes on. Uh, we're going to talk about first, we're going to get into the Tyreek Hill trade. Um, and really the craziness of uh, there's so much going on right now in the NFL. Who would have thought that all these different players, quarterbacks, wide receivers, defensive linemen, all these guys are getting traded and top end players get traded. I mean, seriously, you had one of the top pass rushers uh, in in all of football getting traded uh, early in the uh, trade, uh, you know, early in the free agency market. He goes over there to say, well, I say San Diego, but L.A., uh, and plays for the Chargers. He's going to be playing for the Chargers this year. You have Russell Wilson going somewhere else. Yeah, we thought we thought Aaron Rodgers was going somewhere else, but that's not happening. Now you have Matt Ryan going somewhere. You have Carlson Wentz going somewhere. It's just a crazy, crazy offseason. I don't think it's over whatsoever. I I could see Seattle trading uh, some pieces away. I, I've heard Tyler Lockett is a name that's uh, really being thrown around right now with the Kansas City Chiefs looking for a wide receiver. The New York Jets, who uh, obviously lost on uh, Tyreek Hill uh, sweepstakes, which I am not worried about. I'm going to tell you why when we get into it. Um, And obviously, I I think it was the Green Bay Packers, too, another team that's interested in Tyler Lockett. And DK Metcalf, too, is out there and being dangled around. So who knows? Maybe maybe both of them will be playing for two different teams uh, before this season starts. But 
Why don't we get into that? Uh, we also are going to get into uh, the, I would say, the spring training. Uh, our thoughts. I mean, Tyler Harrison posting something on social media about Aaron Judge that the Yankees are trying to extend him, uh, where he'll he'll be making twenty five to thirty million dollars a year. <laughs> And uh, he says that uh, they should be worried about adding pitching and not worry about Aaron Judge. Meanwhile, he was their best hitter last year. So. Tyler's been wanting the Yankees to trade Aaron Judge since 2019, <laughs> to put it in perspective. Tyler hates everybody. I mean, the only team that he roots for and that he has no, like, like lust against is, is really the New York Rangers. I mean, like, the Rangers could do no wrong. They bring in this guy, Braun. Oh, my God, it was a great move. I mean, you don't even know who he is or who he probably played for three years ago. But it, it's a great move for the Rangers. So, Tyler, oh, and by the way, the Giants could do no wrong, too, because Saquon Barkley is just as good as uh, Barry Sanders. The Giants could do no wrong when they've only done wrong for the last three, four years and – since Coughlin resigned and that whole debacle. Yeah, idiocy. I call it idiocy for idiocy. You know, <laughs> so so there you go. Uh, I say idiocy because it's idiot and yucky together with Tyler Harrison. I'm going to send that to him. I'm going to uh, I'm going to actually hashtag that to him. Idiocy to him. So there you go. Anyways, uh, why don't we get into this Tyreek Hill thing now? Jeff from Tampa, okay, and yes, I, I'm sure Jeff is listening to us right now. So I'm going to say this very sweet and kind to Jeff. All right, we all know you're a Patriot fan, and we all know you can't stand the New York Jets, as well as Tyler Harrison, who posted up after the New York Jets lost the sweepstakes. Yes, lost the sweepstakes for Tyreek Hill. Now, I don't even think the Jets had a chance of getting Tyreek Hill. I really didn't. Because if you look at the picture, the big picture right now, you would have had to give up a significant boatload of draft picks to land a Tyreek Hill. Now, five draft picks for Miami. They gave up a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. Uh, it, it's a significant amount. They had to pay him $120 million dollars. It is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is one of the top three, top four wide receivers in football. There's no argument to that. I don't think anybody here would argue that. The problem here is, does Tyreek Hill make the Jets a playoff team? That's the question. And sitting here and seeing what Joe Douglas was offering, which is not like Joe Douglas, giving away two seconds and a third and they're very high two seconds and very and a very high third-round draft pick for a guy like Tyreek Hill and have to pay him $120, $125 million uh, a year, which is $25 million a year. I don't think that was doable for the New York Jets. Now, Tyreek did come out today and say that there was no question he was going to Miami. He had no thoughts of going to the Jets. Are Jet fans that upset that Tyreek, Tyreek Hill said that? And if you are a Jet fan... I wouldn't be, because right now the Jets are sitting pretty right now in the draft. Now, no, nothing is guaranteed with the draft, and you can draft players, and they could be busts. We've seen this many times, and the New York Jets being one of those league teams that are absolutely teams uh, that fail to draft right. But in the last two seasons, Joe Douglas has hit on a lot of their picks. Now, Jeff is saying Jets are losers. Of course Great. he is. Great. They're losers. They <laughs> stink. Quickly. They don't get the best players. That's great. They have to overpay players. But if you look at the Jets offseason, they have not overpaid for anybody. They didn't overpay for Tyler Conklin. They didn't pay for Osama. Uh, they didn't overpay for Osama. They didn't overpay for Lankin Tomlinson. 
They didn't overpay for the kid from the Tampa, the safety, Whitehead. Whitehead, who a lot of people liked. They didn't overpay for anybody. So to say that the Jets have to overpay to land a big-time player is ridiculous. Now, Tyreek Hill, I, again, I would have loved Tyreek Hill on the Jets. No question that it's a weapon that the Jets haven't had. I don't even remember the last time they had a weapon like that. But again, is it worth giving up a significant boatload of picks? Is it worth paying a guy that is going to make more money than half your team? And the answer is no. Not at all. And I I, I like Tyreek Hill. I, I was talking to Tamba Ali the other day, yesterday. We were talking about his music. And I he knows Tyreek Hill personally. And he said Tyreek Hill is a game changer. A game changer. But I asked him, would you have given up Five draft picks for Tamba Ali. And he laughed. He giggled. He says, probably not. Now, Kansas City going into this season, going to this draft, they got a boatload of draft picks. If they really like a wide receiver, they could get whoever they want. They could trade. They got two set they got two first rounds, two second rounds, two fourth rounds. If they like a wide receiver so much, they can move up at 15, 16. 17, to get a, a London, to get a, a Burks, to get a whoever they want. Now, are they Tyreek Hill? No. But again, Tyreek Hill, what was he, a fifth-round, sixth-round draft Yeah, he was supposed to be a special teamer. He wasn't even thought of as the guy that was going to be anywhere close to a number one receiver. And then Jeff keeps saying that Jets taking L's even in the offseason. I don't know about that. Listen, he goes to Miami. How many wins... Does he give the Miami Dolphins now that he goes there? Maybe one? Maybe one? He is Tua throwing to him, okay? He is not any superstar wide receiver. Now, if, if, Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers was there, or Tom Brady was there, or Matthew Stafford was there, or how about this? Joe Burrow was there. Then that's something to brag about. That's something to be excited about. Because you have a quarterback that you know damn well can get him the ball. But Tua, and I don't care what Jeff says. Jeff knows this as well. He makes fun of Tua all the time. Tua is not a good quarterback. (laughs) Yes, he is not a good quarterback. Now you're putting Tyreek Hill. Does that make him a better player? Maybe. Maybe not. Now, they have weapons. They have two very good weapons. Significant weapons. But are those weapons going to be healthy all season long? Are those weapons... Going to hold up all season long with a new head coach that we don't even know if he could coach. That's going to be the question. We don't have the coach which we've been arguing about there that has been there for the last two or three years who is now coaching as an a quarterback coach or off a defensive Steelers a defensive coordinator or co coordinator for the Steelers. He's not there anymore. Now. We go back to this trade, and Mark, I know you're a Jet fan, and you're going to sit here and you're going to say, I would have liked to see Tyreek Hill in the, the green and white. I'm sure a lot of Jet fans would sit here and want to see that. Were you willing to give up three top draft picks in this year's draft? Were you willing, knowing that this team is not ready to win right now, they're not built to win yet, are you willing to give away a significant amount of money on your cap for the next four years. Let me ask you that question, Mark. Yes or no on that? Uh, 
when when guys like him are available, you hope you can get him. The price tag seemed to be a lot, but he produces a lot, and he makes these. So defense, does Devontae Adams. He makes it well, not like not like Hill does. Hill yes, he can, does. Hill can game change. Like he's got Devontae like Adams was his best wide receiver in the league for the last. So three anyway, years. if you're asking me the question, I hurt to lose him, but. I'm not convinced the Jets could have won this year anyway, even with him there. The Jets seem to always do the wrong thing. So until I see the Jets win, I don't want to buy into any of the hype, any of the moves. Have I liked some of the moves that Douglas made? Yeah. Do I think that they're rebuilding better than they did before? Yeah. But until they start winning, it's hard for me to say anything about what can happen or what will happen until I see them actually win, maybe in the playoff race, maybe in the the, come December – being in a, a spot where they can make some noise. Until then, it's all just it's all just nonsense. Devontae Adams, one thousand five hundred and fifty three yards, eleven touchdowns. Tyree Kill, one thousand two hundred and thirty nine yards, nine touchdowns. I don't know about you. In the last three years, he's gotten way better numbers than Tyree Kill. Devontae Adams still, to me, is the best wide receiver in all of football. And he had an off season this year. Devontae Adams missed, I think, one or two games this year. He didn't even play the whole season. I think he missed one game. He missed one game. He missed game. one game because of COVID. Yes, he missed one game. But just think, if he played that one game, he'd probably have 1,600 yards. And this, to me, he could have had better numbers. He really could have. And listen, I like Tyreek Hill. He's, he's a game-changing wide receiver. There's no question that he is. But I can't sit here and say, well, if we got Tyreek Hill, he's going to make us that much better of a team. How many wins is he going to give the Jets? Maybe one? Another? Uh, the Jets in Miami are very close to one another. And Miami's offensive line is horrible. Horrible. They got a new coach. At least Robert Sala's been there for a year. Now you got to start with a new coach, learn a new offense. You got playmakers. No question that you do. You got a great tight end. You got two good wide receivers. You have a decent running game. Your offensive line stinks. Your trenches stink. How many? Last year. Last year, they dipped from the defensive line that they were a few years ago. They're not the same defense they were. Now, maybe losing Van Noyd and and some of the offseason losses that they had last year had affect them. They were still still a team that won nine games last year. That had a lot to do with coaching. You're bringing in a rookie coach who's never coached in the NFL, who's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. Now coaching a lot of different personalities. Tyreek Hill, say whatever you want, Cheetah, Speedman, whatever, Superman, whatever the hell he calls himself. Want to race Usain Bolt and he'll get smoked. (laughs) Yes, he also lost against... uh, Michael Parsons. Uh, Michael yeah. Parsons at the uh, the Pro Bowl. Lost that race, too. Listen, I love Tyreek Hill. I think he's special. Tamba, you know, I I might, you know, in the next couple of weeks get Tamba on, on again. I want to ask him about that because he knows Tamba very, very well. He played with uh, Tyreek Hill. He knows Tyreek very, very well. So I, I'll let everybody hear what he says about Tyreek. He says he's a game changer, but how much better does he make Miami? Do we have Jeff on the phone? Yep. Come on, Jeff. Let, let's hear this. Look, this train is uh, – first of all, uh, hello, Mark, no dogs. Hey. Um, <laughs> uh, this train isn't just about, you know, uh, oh, does he make the Jets better? Now you have to play him twice a year. Part of getting him on your team was so you don't have a divisional opponent get him. 
because he's going to make the, the Dolphins exponentially better. Look, dude, Devontae Parker was already a good wide receiver. He's probably now the best number three wide receiver in the league because Jalen Waddle's there and now Tyree Kill's there. And they also have a, a good tight end in Gasicki. I'm not a, a huge believer in Tua, but he doesn't need to be very good to throw to that wide receiving core. And you you might be right. And, and again, the Jets are going to have to see them. So will the Patriots. So will the Buffalo Bills. I, again, what doesn't scare me is their offensive line. They added uh, Armstead. He's a good offensive tackle. The rest of that line is horrible. That was one of the worst offensive lines in football last year. And if you right, can't so, protect so your quarterback, the, if you can't right, protect so your The Jets are going to have a decent offensive line, but yet still no one to throw it. No one to throw it to? That's not true. The, the Jets have reached out to Tyler Lockett. You know, the Seattle for Tyler Lockett. I The Jets have a significant amount of draft picks. Yes, draft picks don't guarantee you anything. But again, there are still quality wide receivers in this year's draft where the Jets could bring in a wide receiver, a young wide receiver, and show. Jalen Waller was a rookie last year at 1,000 yards. They had Elijah Moore last year. Before he got hurt, yeah, Elijah right. Moore was on his way of being a 1,000-yard wide receiver and ten, uh, close to 10 touchdowns. He had five touchdowns and 562 yards, which, by the way, <laughs> led the Jets. In, in, and he only played like eight games last year. So, again, the Jets might already have a number one guy. Now, it, we have to see if he can play a full season. we got to see if what the Jets are going to do at the draft. We're going to see after what the – because I heard the Jets also reached out to Julio Jones' agent. So maybe they bring in Julio Jones that's for not, one year. That's not going to be a, a – No, it's not a big – No, it's not. not gonna, he stinks. When, when, the Titans are, when, the, when the Titans are like, all right, we brought you in and now get out, like that's not going to be a good thing either. Like Julio Jones is pretty washed at this point. By the way, Gonzaga is going to get eliminated right now, so mm-hmm. – uh, so anybody oh, that yeah. anybody anybody that had Gonzaga winning the whole thing, well, you lost. So there you go. <laughs> hey, still two rounds later than your team. No, I got Villanova. I had Villanova. No, going. no, 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 not originally. Not originally. What are you talking about? Originally? Villanova was his original champion. I had Villanova. Oh, I thought... No, I had Villanova. Oh, no, Bal- Baylor was his runner-up. Baylor was my runner-up, but I had Villanova winning the whole thing. Oh yes. Uh... You know, well, Villanova got a buy because they had to play that terrible Michigan team that got lucky to get this far. Well, Michigan is right now. They're playing good basketball right now against them, and the game is close. And Michigan still win could still win this game. They won't. They stay. <laughs> but I think going back to this, listen, Jeff, you made some quality points. We we've talked about this. You you like to piss me off, but I don't think the Jets had any chance of getting him. I, I really all, don't. First of all, that's not true. What happened was is the Chiefs accepted two trade offers, the one from the Jets and the one from the Dolphins, and they told Tyreek Hill, you choose. Right. And he chose. Right. So don't say the Jets didn't have a chance. Their trade offer was accepted. But you, you heard what Tyreek Hill said. He, he had no. Yes. He no. was like, I don't want to go play where there's giant rats in the city smells like That's that. not what he said. He said that he had no. First of all, he lives in Miami. Okay, he lives in in Florida. Well, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, but he lives right over there, so it's closer to home. I, I think he would have rather play over there than go and play in New York, that's, where it gets cold all year. Right, but but what whatever happened to all the Jets? Oh, that people are going to want to play with that. Jeff. I told you, I told you when this was going on, I didn't want him. Did I not tell you that? I don't but want Tyree Kill. I had told you that. Do- Speedy, how many times have you heard him say, now that the Jets have a quarterback, people are going to want to come And back. they will. First of all, he's got to prove himself more, and they got to win. 
Before that ever happens, they got to win. Who's the quarterback that they had? Zach Wilson. How could you say he was a quarterback that other team, other people want to play with? He hasn't exactly I, I done anything. I didn't say they want to play with him. They will have a quarterback that people want to play with. Last year, the last seven games of the season, he was as good as any quarterback. Yeah, I, I, please. Yeah, please. You would say please, but it's true. We've said Darnell had a good second half of the year in 2019. It's like yeah. I, I've heard it all. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. But, but Until they win, I, I, it's fine. all fluff. That's fine. They won the last – Make th- the playoffs. They I mean, won, they, they, they've been a non-entity games. for so long. It doesn't even matter. That's I'm so fun. disgusted with them. Mark knows. Mark knows, and Mark this, Mark knows, Mark knows this, and Mark knows that. Good for him. He's being real. He's no, I'm being, being real too. I'm being real too. Zach Wilson threw. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. The last seven games of the season threw no interceptions, Ugh. not one. You can uh all you want. No interceptions. What was their record? What do you What do you mean? What is their record? What's their record? Please, come on. Please what? Please, you throw no interceptions. The guy is still an unproven commodity. Until he starts playing he with pressure. Until Who did he throw to? I don't care. Until he starts playing with pressure on him and where there's something at stake. So playing in New York doesn't that's give when you, you any know. pressure. Playing in New York doesn't give you pressure. It, there's different types of pressure. There's pressure when Mark, you have to stupid. win. There's that, pressure when you're expected to win. Nobody expects the Jets to win. Bring his mic down a little bit, Speedy, because his mic's a little too loud. Yeah. Before, so, before it was right, a little but, lower. But, but, this, but this is like the paradox that he'll say something and then he doesn't want to admit that he says it. Because, oh, everyone wants to admit to what? Jeff, Jeff, you know what? You know what, Jeff? You know what, Jeff? I told you before this even happened that I didn't want Tyreek Hill. Now all of a sudden right. they didn't get Tyreek Hill. And right. by the way, when we were talking, you were trying to put it down if they got Tyreek Hill. Oh, he's 28. He's going to get slower. I'm not paying him. I, I yes, you did. Yes, you did. You did say that. You did say that. Don't Young bullshit and lie. And you know, you just said that's also wrong. Oh, the Jets had no shot again. No, the they didn't. And he, he and didn't want to go to the Jets. And, I didn't. And, even, that's right, and no I told. To to and you want to know? You want to know something, Jeff? You're gonna good. They're losers. So, so are the Patriots. Okay, that are not going to win anything either. They're not going to win anything either. The Patriots are losers. They're not going to win anything either. Did the Patriots make the playoffs last year? Oh wow! And what happened in the playoffs? They got their butts whipped by Buffalo. That's what happened. That's what happened. We wouldn't see you for six months. That's what happened. In your bedroom, what happened in the playoffs, Jeff? What happened in the playoffs, Jeff? Yeah, we lost. Uh, lost? Lost? I don't know about lost. You got murdered. You got your butts whipped. Because you don't have Tom Brady there anymore, buddy. Oh. Because those are the truth. That's the truth. The truth lies. The truth hurts, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Wow. And you're playing in the AFC East that had one good team in Buffalo. Wonderful, and they're and I, I'm so sick and tired of listening. Hilarious to what? Hilarious to what? You're so butthurt. No, I'm not butthurt. You're gonna sit here and tell me when with with the Tyree kill. I told you I didn't want him. I didn't want we him. This, and you sit here after they didn't get him to make jokes about we, it. We see. I don't the cycle care. With you every year. We see the oh, cycle, cycle with yeah, every cycle. year. Dude. Cycle last, to what? Cycle to what? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What did I say? No, I didn't. I said the Jets weren't going to win more than five to six games. That's what I said last year. That's what I said. Don't lie and don't bullshit what I say because you love to do that. I have (laughs) never said the Jets were going to have a winning record last year. I said that their draft was good, which it was. Which it was. A very good draft. Really? Their two top draft picks barely even played last year. 
What do you mean they're, they're two, two top draft picks? Elijah yeah, Moore? Elijah Vera Tucker was hurt in the beginning of the season. First of all, first of all, they're two top draft picks for Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, Elijah that's Moore, right. So. That's right. Elijah Vera Tucker, by so the way, Vera, made the all rookie team. Made the all rookie team. Made the all rookie team. That's right. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? You said he barely went. Wow. He was the best guard in the rookie class. Wow. So he was the best guard out of the 10 guards that were taken. Dude, in the last the last eight games of the season, he was a top five guard in all of football. Go look at the numbers. Played, Go look at the numbers, played. buddy. Oh, I told you that numbers. last year. But you're again gonna you're numbers. gonna you're gonna throw that to the dust. You're gonna throw that to the he you know was, why? Because you're was, Jeff he, and he's a jet. He, That's why. He was so good. Zach Wilson was. You know what it is? You know Wilson what really hurt. bothers me about you is that you sit here and you contradict yourself. That's the problem. When I come up and I say something and I say what I what I felt about the whole Tyree Kill thing. And by the way, I actually talked to one of the best pass rushers of the 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 mid two thousands. I called him up yesterday and asked him about the Tyree. Would you have been the Jets to do that? And he says, No, the Jets aren't ready ready to win right no, now. I wouldn't. Guy. He wants defensive guys. To That's get not paid. what he, he said. That's guy. not what he, he said. Played buddy. with Tyree Kill. He played with Tyree Kill. He I knows know him that. personally. He's not going to just support right. defensive teammates. He and he and he told me Miami gave up a lot for Tyreek. Tyreek is a game changer, no question that he is. He said that he's no question a game changer. But to give away five picks—that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, the trade—the trade was accepted, and he chose Miami. Uh, and I knew he was going to choose choose Miami. I would have choose Miami, knowing that I live in Hollywood. Where I live in Miami. I don't have to go anywhere. I live 30 minutes away from the right, stadium. Yeah. A beautiful city, not that yeah. garbage film city. Uh, oh, so you're saying New York is a garbage city? Rats, rats the size yeah, of okay. Shetland Pony. Meanwhile, yeah. New York is the best city in the world. So what are you talking that's why, about? That's why now, you're so stupid. You sound that's so stupid. Why is New York voted the number one city in all of the world? It, you're talking about the world. Yeah, okay. You know, that, show, that shows you how much you know. That shows you. I know why. Because you're from Boston. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's what it is. That's the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Hilarious. You're hilarious. Because I told you about Tyreek Hill. I told you. And you're going to sit here on this show and tell me, hey, 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 hey. You are such a contradictive SOB. Dude, we didn't get him either. I, I don't have a dog in this fight. You're the one that sent him. I don't want him. I never wanted him. I told you I didn't want him. Now I'm going to sit here and argue with you, saying that he didn't want to be here? Good. I don't want you here. I don't want to give up fucking three picks. I don't want to sit there and go into the draft knowing that I could have gotten, hey, I don't know, a, a London or a Burks or somebody like that, and not have to give up much, and only have to, and, and have control of them for five years. I mean, I mean, listen, it, the bird in the hand thing for me is like a real thing because you know, I, Mark even just said it, right? You don't know what you're getting with these. No, you don't. You don't. And I would rather take the known commodity in a game changer, like a guaranteed game changer, like Tyree Kill. He's guaranteed. Okay, we'll see to, how guaranteed to, he is. I can't wait until this coming season. Look, how look, guaranteed look, he is. Do, look, he doesn't do you have think, Patrick Mahomes on, throwing on, him the ball hold on, anymore. Hold on. Do you think it, Do you think it's more likely that Tyreek Hill will be a game changer than any one of these? I'll tell you, you what, Jeff. I'll tell you what, Jeff. Because I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a betting man, and so are you. You like to bet. How many touchdowns do you think Tyreek Hill has, has this year? 
it's tough to say. How many touchdowns? Come on, come on, Mr. No, no, Betty no, no, Man. No, no, no. Let's it's, see, no, let's see. How much? There's a lot, dude. I'll answer you if you just shut the fuck up for two seconds. No, because you're you're telling me you you can't answer it. You think he's going to be a game changer? No so how many touchdowns? Right, but you can have an in, dude. A game changer. How many yards, Jeff? Game. How many yards? A game changer can have an impact on a game without yards or touchdowns. He can. You can be a decoy. You can be double teamed, and they can throw to somebody else, can't they? That changes the game, does it not? Speedy, Speedy, would you say that that would change a game? It depends on the other targets, for sure. Now there is a. Well, the other targets are now Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki. And uh, they signed a running back, but it's just don't. Well, they like signed Ed, Chase Edmonds back. and Raheem Mostert. They signed both of them. So it's right. going to be a crowded backfield with Miles Edmonds, Gaskin. Edmonds is going to be more of a game changer than Tyreek Hill on this team this coming year. Okay. Now, the, the the factor with that, Jeff, is it's kind of weird the way touchdowns work because sometimes it could be dependent on other targets and also could be dependent on play calling, too. How many years have we seen Julio Jones have a touchdown drought because of the awful play calling? Not Alan Robinson was over there in Chicago, okay? And he had Justin Fields. Is two of that much better than Justin Fields? I can't wait for this. Looking forward to it. He's going to be hurt. He's going to be hurt in the fourth or fifth game. Well, that's, He's yeah, not that's even going to last. Too, yeah. He's not I, even going to last. I've been, I've been saying that since he came into the I know. Yes, Hawaiian team. We know, Jeff. I know what you're going to say, and I'm, 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 I'm going to be the other one to say it. Who's the backup quarterback? Hawaiian Tivo. Who's Miami's backup quarterback? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, you're right. Just Teddy Bridgewater. I forgot they just signed him. Yep. Great. That's a great winner, too. A guy that wins, too. Great. Wonderful. Snug says, Arkansas shocks the world. Yes, they did. They beat Gonzaga on to the Elite Eight. By the way, I had Arkansas beating Gonzaga in my pool. So. Tyreek Hill wants a chance to win. I thought people wanted to play with Zach Wilson. Ben says, down goes Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Snug says, Alabama acquires Tyreek Hill from Miami. Dolphins in an unheard of train. <laughs> Tyreek Tyreek Hill has two years from losing a step. Ha, ha, ha. The Patriots are losers. I believe that, too. The Patriots missed the playoffs for one year. How long have the Jets made the playoffs? I seriously can't remember. That's fine. The Jets have had good drafts the last seven years. I've been listening, but no playoff appearance. Go figure. Jeff is a fine gentleman. I salute him Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill and I play pickleball together on Tuesdays. He is currently the number one ranked player Uh in the world. Boston is the new title town. Uh, Collectively for a whole decade, yes, but Atlanta's the one recently between Georgia and the Braves, even though they're technically Athens, Georgia. Uh, It's college, who cares? I like Speedy's glasses. They make him look professional. Hmm, I would say between six and eight. Six and eight touchdowns. touchdowns. Okay. John Taylor made a career. I would say five or six. John Taylor made a career of being Jerry Rice's other guy, and Tua looked better the second half of last year, but he won't be great. He'll have and, a thousand. And, and he'll I, be lucky to also, hit a thousand yards this year, Tyreek Hill. Lucky. And, and I and I also just want to point out, since we were we're talking about scores, Trash University just got eliminated as well, <laughs> which means which which means technically Providence lasted longer. <laughs> Trash University. We don't, Are you we, talking we, about we Michigan? We, we we don't we, we don't play till tomorrow, so Providence lasted longer. <laughs> to Michigan. But yeah, tra- Trash University is now eliminated. <laughs> all their all their whiny fans can go home. Well, I, listen, I, uh, Michigan went further than we thought they were going to. I knew they weren't beating Villanova. Villanova's no, the best. Terrible. Villanova's they're one terrible. of the best defensive teams in Michigan this whole tournament. Is always overrated. They're a trash university. I don't know. I, I 
Michigan was in the Elite Eight last year, so I, I don't know about With trash. all the injuries they had. Yeah. I, don't know about I, think, I think Georgia just scored another touchdown. Well, there is rumors that Hutchinson is definitely definitely going number one. Now, that's that's what I was reading today, and that there's it's almost a guarantee that he goes number one. So I'm still hearing I'm still hearing Evan Neal though because they tanked Cam Robinson. Yeah. And they may end up drafting Neal and then trading Cam Robinson for whatever, and that would be the replacement. Well, I may, maybe so, but I, I was reading a couple of things today on Twitter that uh, a lot of people believe almost ninety percent or eight. One of the guys said eighty six or eighty seven percent, and another guy said ninety 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 two percent that Hutchinson goes number one. Uh, to the it's, Hutchinson had one really good game against Ohio State, and then most of the regular season he was kind he had of a good in, combine. inconsistent. Yeah, but a lot of guys have had good combine. I mean, these guys prepare for the I'm combine. I'm just saying now. he had a good combine. I That's mean, what I, some of them I, take years off. Judge people off no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't say to judge him, but Mike he Yamula. had a good season. He had a good season. No question. For that he University. That's fine. He had a good season, and uh, he had a good combine. So, Back-to-back things, and he has a pro day coming up. If he does well in his pro day, I mean. I, I wanna, Jeff, shouldn't that I elevate him if he had a great season for a trash university? Right, 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 right. But, but here's, so here's the question, Speedy. All right, so if you want to ask that one, here's, here's the, the question I would counter with. Did he really have a great season? Or was it just overhyped because there's so many trash university fans out there that just will pump him up because he plays for trash university and we love him? Yeah, I mean, it was overhyped because he played so well against Ohio State because he, he, yeah, he dominated right. that game. And that, that's really what got him attention. How you many re- sacks right. did he have this year? How many sacks did he have? He had a ton of pressures, uh, especially that game that had like 13 yeah, pressures. But you want to know, trash university is known for having soft people. Uh, David 14 sacks, two Sunday? forced fumbles. That's not a, that, at 14 sacks, that's not just one game. That, that's domination practically but the, the whole season. He's top heavy. A lot of them came in like one, one or two. J.J. Watt was top heavy in the league, he, in the NFL. He, and it, 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 there were games that he... he uh, we talk about J.J., and I, everybody knows I do not like J.J. Watt because I think he's... I always thought he was a highly overrated pass rusher. But if you look at J.J. Watt and his career in the NFL, the games that he dominated were against teams that were under five hundred. Well, you take a guy like, like Jadavion Clowney, who was supposed to be the, the next serious. premier pass rusher, and he had a, like a mediocre, a little bit better than mediocre You could put career. him on as a double player. And he was a lot more hyped than this guy was. Go ahead. I'm listening. So this guy's going to go number one. Clowney was a lot, had a lot more talent and was a lot more hyped and was mediocre. So that's why I just don't like defensive ends, guys that don't consistently play well. And I haven't seen him play well enough to be a number one pick. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, he played great against Ohio State. And because Michigan never beat them in so long, and then they finally did, that's what got all, all the attention. Who do we have and they, on the phone? And they, and, and they didn't really play anyone good either, Mark. Who did they play that was good? Michigan State who ended up being a fraud. Right, a very, very yeah, a very mediocre Big Ten. Speedy, who do we have the other phone? Do we have another person on the phone? Do you know how to use the iPhone or you have a problem? Brian, are you in there? I oh, Brian, dislike <laughs> Arkansas very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark Few with 22 wins since 2015 and no championships. Jim Beheim had the most wins before winning his first championship. He had 36. Few now has 38 NCAA tournament wins and no championships. I think Jeff is in love that uh, Villanova knocked off Michigan. That's what I think Jeff. I'm not, I'm not in love with that. I've got another big team that I'm waiting for to, to play. And 
And that's who I'm rooting for. They're becoming the heroes if they knock off Kansas. They better knock off. They better knock off Kansas. I don't want to see Kansas get to the Final Four. Nobody does. I I hate Kansas. But this is a fellow. Look, Kansas has disappointed me since 1988. After um, what's the phrase they came up with? Danny and the Miracles. Right. Beat Beat Oklahoma at Kemper Arena. Since then, I've hated Kansas. And they beat Arizona. And then they disappointed me again in two thousand eight. I don't see Kansas. Jayhawks. I don't see Kansas beating Miami. I I, I really like Miami too. I I don't see them beating. Providence can't take them lightly either if they win too. But Nate Nate Watson, that kind of size inside too, could really help. Could really. Who's Providence playing tomorrow? Kansas. Don't forget the best care in basketball, Noah Horkler. No Parkler is a man. Yes. We got Al Durham. He's great, too. No, Providence has a very Jared deep team. Yeah, yeah. They got a deep team. They, and, don't, they don't have a deep team. They only play seven players. No, but it's not like it's just like one player and then it's a big drop-off after that. Like they're all good. Like, they're they all steadily a, good. They got Flushing, New York native Justin Manaya. <laughs> Do I hear a New York, New York accent besides the ones I'm familiar with? He's not a New Yorker. No, New York's a trash town. No, yeah, don't listen to him. He's no, I thought that, what happened? To, I thought guy. that was Michigan. He's what happened to that? No, no, listen, <laughs> Michigan lost. I'm happy. Uh, now uh, I just saw a parade. Now I just need Kansas to bite the dust. Providence will help you, sir. Providence will help you. Thank you. I well, want. I, I want Michigan to bite. I think Michigan lost. They did lose. They, they just lost. Yeah. They just okay. Lost. That's why okay. It's, it's, it's Kansas it, yeah. I'm rooting for to buy. It's Kansas I'm rooting for to buy. I'm the, rooting. Obviously, everybody trust. knows that I'm a Duke fan. I want Duke to win tonight. I would like to see Coach K at least make it to the Final Four. I don't think they're winning, but I'd love to see them not go. Now that Gonzaga's out, it could be a it could be an easy way to the Final Four for Duke if they can knock off uh, and Texas Tech. That I will discuss on my show tomorrow. Arrow, yes. I want you to come on my show one morning after I'm home. Yeah, let me know. Absolutely. The, the week I the, the week I go in for surgery, which is a week from Monday, so I'm excited and nervous at the same time. That week, I have been told I will spend in the hospital. I know. Which means I'm going to be blowing my wife's phone up six <laughs> days, six ways from Sunday. <laughs> and none of the requests will come, will contain food. I think she'll already know that I want real food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how are you guys doing tonight? How are you guys doing? Well, we're talking about Tyreek Hill, and and Jeff wants to lay it on the New York Jets because, hey, you know they didn't win the sweepstakes of Tyreek Hill. I'm not upset about it. I really wasn't. Listen, Tyreek Hill went where he wanted exactly. to go. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it eats. Ty- Tyreek Hill went where he wanted to go. Now, unfortunately for the Dolphins, it's not going to pan out. Mm, I think so too. I think you you have two over there. You don't now. If they go after Baker Mayfield, that somehow the Dolphins make a move and they get Baker, I think that's a great move for the Dolphins. Tyreek, that it makes sense. If they can get Baker Mayfield there. Tua, I just I think Tua is he's a bust and I he's not going to stay healthy. And being that bank, Baker is sitting there right now, I would I would do everything I can to see what what it, what the Browns want to get him over there in Miami. They get Baker over there. I think they can win with Tyreek Hill. I think they can win with the players. And, and you get a health, and, and you get a, you get. I will put this caveat in there: somewhat of a healthy quarterback, because I've said this from the day he was drafted. Two is not it. 
Tua hasn't been well since he got popped in the hip Mm -hmm. before he came out of Alabama. Mm -hmm. I beg to differ with you, sir. I beg to differ with you, kind Who's different with me and why? Jeff. Tua Tagovailoa comes from the greatest quarterback producing university in the history of college football. That's a lie. Okay. You say that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say that, but more Alabama quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl than anybody else except for Purdue, and they've won the same amount. Wrong, except for Notre Dame. No, that's not true. No, it is It is Purdue. I had to mess with Mark. It's Murphy. Purdue it and Purdue. Alabama. Those two. Three different quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. So you can say, so lately you're right, but. Early on, Dave, they had a pretty good run. <laughs> Early on, it was it was Early on, <laughs> It was Namath, and it was it was Stabler, it, it and it was and, and and what makes it sad for a Big Ten guy like me? It wasn't even close. Mm. It wasn't even close. Right. Georgia just scored again. <laughs> Georgia but just scored. Not a Carl in sight. Georgia just scored on another pick six. No, let me stop. Errol, I have a question yeah, for me. you. Yeah, be you Yankees or be you Mets? Uh, what did you say? Uh, what was the question? Be you Yankees or be you yeah, Mets? Are you a Yankee or Mets fan? I'm a Yankee fan. Then whoever this other person is needs to go. No, I'm kidding. I wanted to make sure I was getting all the teams that my friends are fans for uh, get my but I don't, MLB package. I don't, hate, I don't hate the Mets. Now, out of all the teams that I root for, like the Jets, I don't like the Giants. I, I'm a, an Islander fan. I don't like the Rangers. Out of baseball, out gotcha. of all those sports teams, I'm a Yankee fan. I don't hate the New York. I won't wear Mets memorabilia. I won't wear that. But I'll right. go to a Mets right. game. I'll I, I'll cheer for the Mets. I if the Yankees don't make the playoffs or the 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 Yankees get knocked out, I want. I'd like to see the Mets win because to me, the Mets aren't a threat to the Yankees organization. So I don't hate. I the want Mets. to see the new house in the beautiful. Bronx. Uh, no, no. I've only uh, I've seen the old house. Yeah. I've seen the old house before they tore it down. I was there in 2006. Yeah. I want to see I want to see the new house. It's not bad. I want to see John Stur- I want to see John Sterling's booth. I've, okay, because John, I've only seen I've John, only seen videos of John it. Sterling's booth is right under it's like right by the pole. It's right by the foul territory pole, pole by the way. Oh, and, nice. Yes, and um, as far as Yankee Stadium, I mean, I mean, it's it's all right. I mean, it's nice to go and look at Monument Park. Everybody likes to go over there. Batting practice, you'll be able to catch a ball over there. Uh, over there by the bleachers where the bleacher creatures are, it's fun. Uh, the stadium's mm-hmm. eh. You go to City Field. I love City Field. The city, it's really, oh, nice. it's a really good fan ballpark. A uh, lot of things to do on the second, you know, the second level. Uh, the food there is fantastic. Everything is like very, like is, close together. Is Howie is Howie still their radio voice? Yes. Or is Gary yep. Thorne there now? No, Howie. Oh, Howie's still Howie. the radio voice. Yes. No, Howie. Gary Thorne. I thought did the okay. Orioles and the National too. Yes, the National. I think Gary Thorne was just a substitute for a couple games. Game seven, Gary. Okay. Okay. So. Um, mm. uh, I can't think of it. I'm blanking on the TV voice's name. I know Keith Hernandez is there. Gary Carling is Gary there. Cohen. Cohen. Gary Cohen. Thank you. Um, so Gary Cohen is still the television voice. Yes. Yep. He almost lost his job. Okay. He almost lost his job two years ago on some of the things that he said. That almost got him into a lot yeah. of trouble. He almost lost his job. Yeah. Yeah. He did, I, bet. But I like. I, bet. I like Cohen. Him, I, darling, and Hernandez are pretty good together. 
Darling, I, I, Darling, and her and and Keith Hernandez are awesome. Yes, they're both really, really good. Um, best one of the best moments in Mets in Mets history. I happen to have a clip of those two, and that's Bartolo Colon's home yes. run. Classic, uh, classic. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That oh no, no, no one forget call. that. <laughs> that was a classic call, always because I got. Um, Howie Rose's call, which I've worked into my intro. I have a Yankee call from John Sterling that I'm going to make an intro out Brian, of. Brian, I want to ask you a question. For... Brian, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Tyler Harrison, yeah. he used to be on this show, and I know what Jeff's going to say, so I already know what he's going to say. All right? Tyler Harrison okay. posted something on Twitter today saying that the Yankees are fools because they're right now trying to negotiate a new deal with Aaron Judge when they should be looking for a top-end pitcher. If you were the Yankees right now, do you renegotiate a deal with arguably one of the top ten players in the league, or do you go looking for another pitcher? If the pitchers will come at the trade deadline, you absolutely lock in Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. You absolutely lock You absolutely lock up Aaron Judge. Okay, yeah. You do what the White Sox did with Jose Abreu. Mm-hmm. You lock him in, and you lock him in now. I'll use the White Sox as an example. Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, and Luis Robert, they're all locked in. So if you're the Yankees and you know what Aaron Judge brings to your team, you lock him in now. But here's, so, here's, a, right now. here's the thing, too. You, you re-sign Aaron Judge, and if you use him as a trade chip, let's say you get Juan, Juan Soto becomes available, then you have control of Aaron Judge's contract. You move that contract – and you can make a move to bring in Juan Soto. So, exactly. To me, Juan Soto is the guy that everybody keeps saying that he's already he's ready to come out and say he's not renegotiating a deal. Uh, so, um, the Nationals offered him three hundred and fifty before the trade deadline. He did not take it. He is going to be a free mm-hmm. agent in a year. So mm-hmm. there, he wants to go play for a big, you know, a big, you know, big organization. And the Yankees have been his. You know, number one target. He's been, he grew up a Yankee fan, and he always wanted right, to play in Yankee right. Stadium. So knowing mm-hmm. that, knowing that, I'm just saying it doesn't mean that's going to happen. I mean, the Red Sox go in. I mean, the Dodgers can move in. The Red Sox aren't going I'm in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. This is another Manny Machado. This is another Manny Machado. We're getting Patrick Corbin. How many other guys will we get? What are you talking about, no, Jeff? No. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying that he grew up a Yankee fan. He's already said he wants to play in a big city. How many big cities are in the at the at the MLB? How many big cities? <laughs> two in the two in the American League. Two in the American League, Chicago and New York. He may wind up on. He may wind up in the South Side. The only problem no I question. have no with bringing the, the only problem I have with bringing Juan Soto to the South Side is that it may deplete the farm system. Yeah, yes. you know, like oh, that'll be the, that'll be the um, end of the rest of the farm system. Yeah, that'll be in, that. And, that'll take and that will take care of that. And I think it'll be his um, choice. I think it'll be his choice where he wants to play too. So even mm-hmm, though I think mm-hmm. that they'll let him, if they, obviously they want picks, and the Yankees got a good, the Yankees got some good farm hands and good farm players too. Dominguez, right. they have a Volpe. They've got good players too. So if the Yankees want them, they can get them. And Aaron Judge is a good centerpiece to that trade if they really want him. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Can I just ask an honest question? Go ahead. Can I just ask an honest question? Yeah, the Yankees could be in the mix. That very well could be true. Mm-hmm. But the Mets, like if you want to play New York, the Mets are also there. And, and Uncle Phoebe could break the bank for this game. Yes, and, and but do he they has, have the room. Do no, they have the room? They do have the room. Juan Soto. 
They'll Juan Soto's the guy you make room. You make room. Exactly. They'll, they'll make room. They'll make room. They'll make room. They'll make room. But I don't see. I don't see Uncle Stevie spending uh, close to four hundred million after what he has spent the last two years. I, I do not see that. And by the way, very well could. he could, but I don't think he will. Uh, so they just paid. They just paid Lindor three hundred and twenty-five million. He's the high, highest paid uh, shortstop in the league. They brought in um, who's the other kid they just brought in? Marte. He's the high, second highest paid center fielder in but, baseball. But after, I mean, they're paying a lot of three, money, man. They, years, they're just that. After three years, they'll get released. They don't get their entire Scherzer money back. Like the thirty-five or six or whatever. Well, hold on. Soto is a free agent after next year, so they. they I I think Soto will be Soto gone be before that. I think Soto will be gone before that. You know, I think by the end of this year, next year in the off season, Soto will be playing for another team because I think he will be traded because the Nationals which, already, which will deplete, which will completely deplete that World Series team. Absolutely, Soto, I believe is the last is the last piece. Scherzer's already gone. Mm-hmm. Howie Kendrick retired, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of Dodger fans who hate Howie Kendrick when mm-hmm. I bring up his name. I, I can I can see the so, White Sox too. By the way, the White Sox are a team that have a lot of good farm hands. They've got money. They have a very rich owner. If they really want Juan Soto, yeah. they can make the move for him too. Absolutely, they can. They can, they can make the move for him. Like I said, the only thing that concerns me is that farm system being completely depleted mm-hmm. to get Juan Soto. Yes. Because there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of cost. In and they don't, Juan and they're Soto. not going to trade a centerpiece, a young centerpiece that is on oh, their roster no. now. The Yankees. Oh, no, 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 no. The no. Yankees. See, this is, this is what the, this is the, this is the route I think the Yankees should take. Yes. Take the route that the White they Sox could. took in locking in their young stars now. Yes. Because you already reap a little bit of benefit of it. Because um, Jose Abreu won, won an MVP award, you're going to have uh, Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez for a full year, and you already know what they can do in the outfield as well as at the plate. And the one centerpiece, I know the White Sox are not trading. His name is Tim Anderson. Yes. He's not going anywhere. And, mm-hmm. and here's another thing, uh, Brian. Uh, the Yankee fans, and this is why I hate Yankee fans, Tyler Harrison being one of them. You, you sit here and well, I listen. anyway. Well, I, I, I – <laughs> <laughs> listening to him, listen to him. What well, Glaber Torres? Glaber Torres had a really bad season. He played, the Yankees put him back at yeah. shortstop. He shouldn't have been playing shortstop. His numbers are completely different when he plays second base. You could see the numbers. He's batting three hundred mm-hmm. when he was playing second base. Yankee fans already wanted to trade him, but going into the season, everybody was saying this was the season he could be an MVP candidate and everything like that. The Yankees need to lock him in. That's what the I've been hearing trade after trade with Glaber Torres. Why are you going to trade a kid that's 25 years old, has a great bat, and is a he's a good second, a defensive second baseman? I, I, I still don't understand Yankee fans because the year before that, when DJ LeMayu was there and they moved him to third base, uh, Glaber Torres hit 40 home runs. He had 40 home runs the year before that. How many second basements and, hit 40 and home runs? Torres, and, and imagine Glaber Torres in that lineup every single day with Stanton and Judge. Yes. And uh, LeMayu. Mm-hmm. You, you're talking. No. You, you're talking about a. You're talking about a stacked lineup. Yes. Once they get rolling. Yep. And they you're have Donald- about a really stacked lineup once they get rolling. And, and here's the thing. And I, listen, Donaldson can't stay healthy either. But if Donaldson stays healthy this year in that lineup in the protection, he's never been in a lineup that good. He is going to be no, very much protected. Not even in, not even in Toronto. No, he and, was not in the lineup that good because yes. Bautista missed time and Carnacion missed time. Yep. And even when they got Troy Tulowitzki on a rental. Yep. And I, I think that it, now that he is in a lineup that he's going to be very well protected and he's going to see pitches mm-hmm. that he can hit. 
I he's gonna if yeah. he can stay healthy. Oh, yeah. If he stays healthy, I think Donaldson's the, gonna. And that's the yeah. biggest thing. Yeah, he's gonna that's hit thirty home runs. Donaldson to Donaldson is to the Yankees what, and I hate to say it, Jose Abreu's to the White Sox. Says I want Abreu to stay healthy, and you get all the protection you need in that lineup three through six. That's what the Yankees are looking at now. If Donaldson stays healthy, you, you want to you want to laugh at something? I, I think I think you know Robinson Cano is coming back with the Mets this year. And the Mets lineup is significantly better. And he is going to play this year. Mets fans don't want to hear it. But you put Robinson Cano in protection of that lineup with the lineup they have right now. I, I even believe Robinson Cano is going to have a good year with the Mets this year. I could, I could see him hit 23, 24 home runs in that lineup this year. He had a good 2020, but again, yeah, but you don't he, know how many of that would be drug the ball. Yeah, but is he is Robinson Cano going to be able to spray the ball around like he's been, like he did once before? Well, that's the was, only question I have with Cano. He's in a very protected lineup now. I mean, Marte they they've added some good you know pieces to that lineup. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. Yankee good, but they're good. They're, that's a good lineup. They're good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good lineup. They're good. And and I, the only I yeah, concern I have about the Mets is going to be their pitching, relief pitching. I because think they're starting. Of, I think the rotation's good because half of it's gone. Yeah. I think the rotation is good, and they, uh, they uh, mm-hmm. if they can stay healthy, I mean, the the, the addition that they had from the Oakland Athletics, uh, their pitcher over there, uh, they brought Bassett. him in. Yeah, Bassett, he's going to be good. I mean, obviously, Max and, and uh, Jacob DeGrom, I mean, you're talking about the best. They still got Tyler Walker, don't they? Walker, and they have, what's his name, Carrasco. Right, yeah, you know, Carrasco was just, mm-hmm. yeah, very consistent last year, yeah. Yeah, okay, but they, their bullpen's always an issue. Go ahead, Jeff, what? I just want to sit right, like, Juan Soto may very well want to play in a big city, and that big city may very well be New York. Mm-hmm. However, let me just throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Texas just gave Seager a huge contract. Okay. Minnesota just gave Carlos Correa the highest average annual value of, right. of any player in baseball. 31. Right? You don't. Yeah, but that. Career, but but let me, Jeff. Let me interrupt you for a quick second. He's a, bore, go. he's a he's a Boris client, and he's just after the money. He's going to the highest bid. No question. Yeah. And you yeah. don't think? And it, I no, mean, go, you go you really think you really think Carlos Correa wants to stay with the Minnesota Twins for no, three years? No, no. no. He's only going to stay. He's only going to stay there one one year. Not even. And my guess is he's going to a big city. He's going to be traded. He wanted right, to. But, he but, he, but, he wanted he yeah. wants to do the same thing that Juan Soto wants. Right, but you've seen other people give big contracts. You've seen a big contract in Detroit with Miguel Cabrera. You've seen a big contract now in Texas with Seager getting that kind of money. Different different era, different time uh, with Cabrera. They pretty much guaranteed all that money up front. Okay, well, well, not different different era, different time with Seager. He just went to Texas. Right. This offseason. Mm-hmm. And he got gigantic money. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... How much more money is Carlos Correa going to get when he comes to a big city? Mm. And we and the same, the, the his, same he discussion. Just that we, he just had his opportunity to come to a big and city. I, he, I, went to, he chose Minnesota. And I, I listen. He didn't choose Minnesota. They were the only team that it's gave a, him the contract. That they no, won. no, he didn't. He didn't choose Minnesota. His agent did. Yes, he, he got the most money. Break, there. Let's break all this down. I talked about this on my show. He didn't choose Minnesota. His agent did because it's a stopgap move for the Minnesota Twins. They don't have any pitching. So yep. they need right. to have someone that will put some books in the seats at Target Field. Who's that thing? Carlos, Carlos Correa. And if, and if Carlos Correa slides into any base and jams his shoulder or whatever, he loses all his value. That's that. He loses everything. Yes. That's why he, right. That's one right. reason but he has not. two opt. That's one reason he has two opt-outs in his contract and not just one. Right. 
he just had an opportunity to go wherever he wanted. He chose Minnesota. He could have played in Los Angeles. He could have played in Chicago. He could have played in New York. Could have played anywhere. He chose Minnesota. Seager chose Texas. Do you think anyone gives a shit about playing in, in Arlington besides that trash football team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, or, is, or is my friend Waste called management. on the morning show? Listen, as, as my friend calls it on the morning show, the Arlington football team. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff has the better name for it, waste I management. Have a, I, have a friend, I have a friend who comes on, and uh, he checks in with me via YouTube most mornings, and he, he always calls it the Arlington football team. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas Rangers are so shitty that they have two home ballparks, one in Arlington and one in Plano. They can't even get their own fans to their games. That's how bad they are. So the team moves to the fans depending on what, what they need. <laughs> and if you think I'm kidding, they have an Wait, 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 wait. wait. Don't, they have a third, don't they have a third one in Laredo? I'm familiar with the Laredo Lemurs from the American Association, so that's why I'm bringing that in. I think it's just the two. I think it's just Toyota Stadium and the ballpark in Arlington. I think those are the only two. Toyota Stadium. Well, Good grief. Boys, uh, we have to let you go. Jeff, you guys you guys could call up after. We have a very special guest coming in in just a few moments. <laughs> All right. All right. Now Thank I you, gotta, Brian. Now I got to get to Thanks, bed. Thanks, Brian. I got to get to bed because I got to Jeff, show call back Thank after. You, gentlemen. Feel better, Brian. Brian, feel better, man. I will. I yeah, love good, you. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Brian. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. I love you guys. I'll call back soon. Absolutely. Good, bro. Brian, a.k.a. All right, Big right. Daddy Snow. What? All right, Mark, I'm, I'm going to go. Roll Tide. <laughs> I, stuck up for, I stuck up for two, and you should be happy. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, call back after uh, CJ, because I, I want to finish our conversation. Anyways, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Maryland sophomore tight end CJ Dupree here on the Sports Loudmouth. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. Are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are the Sports Lab Mouse. You can call us at 631 672 3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWS, or you can go to, uh, um, I guess you could say, uh, I guess you say Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, we had Brian Snow. We had Jeff from Tampa. Back and forth banter, as always. Fun, educating, and uh, just annoying. But that, that's the way this show goes. Uh, but uh, we're just going to wait until CJ gets into focus. And we're going to have our, our very good friend, uh, a guy that we haven't spoken to for two years. Uh, definitely looking forward to him. Hit us up on Instagram. And now we finally get him in. We are now talking to Maryland sophomore tight end, CJ Dupree. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How y'all doing? We're good, man. How are you? How's Maryland going? Can you guys hear me all right? We hear yes. you good, man. We hear you good. I uh, just making sure. I mean, everything's going good. Uh, I mean, originally I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so that's right. where I decided to come on spring break. I'm just home right now. So, I mean, uh, the weather are definitely a lot warmer from where I came from. <laughs> I mean, down in Maryland, it's probably like 85 every day up here, you know. You got it raining, mud all over, getting the Jordans dirty. I mean, you got everything just piling up, problem on problem back home. But, uh, 
mean, from a football school standpoint, I love it down there. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. And yes. I remember I was just, you know, committing and stuff at that point. And now I'm, uh, you know, I'm already a whole year in the program. You know, I left early from high school. So, you know, this will be my second spring ball coming up when I get back after spring break. So I'm excited. I mean, things definitely turned the best way for me. As everybody knows, we are talking to Maryland sophomore tight end C.J. Dupree. Now, C.J., uh, the last time we had you on, you were, obviously you're still very young. Uh, you're an up-and-coming coming tight end. This past year, you, you had a couple of snaps, uh, but really didn't play as much. But this year, going into your sophomore year, you have an opportunity where you're going to get a chance to play and play a lot. What is it like, uh, you know, obviously learning as a backup tight end, watching your team, uh, you know, some of the players in front of you grow and, and slowly move on to either the NFL or the CFL. What is it like playing college football and just, feel, you know, being the other guy, not being the guy? I mean, just to start off with, I mean, playing as a true freshman, you know, I mean, that really blew my mind a little bit. You know, I was used to playing maybe in front of a thousand people to a full stadium down in Maryland. So, I mean, that was awesome. You know, uh, I mean, I guess you could say like a sixth man off the bench, like in the NBA, you know, like I was like the next tight end, the next key part of the offense. So, uh, you know, it was awesome to get in there after the two tight ends before me, you know, um, uh, our, our starting tight end, Chikazima Conquo, he's actually, uh, you know, he just ran the fastest 40 time for a tight end in the NFL combine. So, uh, you know, he bumped, he bumped his draft pers- uh, projection up real good. So, I mean, him taking me under my wing again I played quarterback in high school I never really played tight end so I had to learn so much and he helped me out through uh you know summer camps last spring ball you know he showed me all the different kind of ways different kind of routines that he would go through you know even as not even football just as down to as low as meditation you know he showed me how to do all that kind of stuff and just rest the body like mentally and physically so uh you know big props to him and uh you know I mean college football in general I mean it's an experience. It's definitely awesome. You know, I mean, you're out there and you write, I mean, like coach locks, our head coach says it a lot. I mean, it's not high school, you know, you're trying to be the, be you, be the hot shot, be the stud. I mean, you're really, you're playing for what's in front of your Jersey, which in, in college it is, you know, it says Maryland in front right. of your Jersey or wherever you play. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's really more of a team. I mean, everyone on the team's trying to make it bigger places. Everyone on the team wants to go to the NFL instead of in high school, maybe you have someone, playing to wear a jersey or playing to be on an association, which is fine. But, I mean, when you're on the next level and you have a group of men, you know, old, grown men, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm about to be 20 next month. But, I mean, I got the guys on the team 25, 26 years old. I mean, you're playing with them. It's just a group of men doing what they love to do, you know. So the college park atmosphere, both with the football atmosphere and the atmosphere of the college, what was that like in your first year? As most student athletes would tell you, I mean, especially on the football team, you do see school school differently than an average student. You know, I mean, with the facilities and all the luxury you get, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I do see it differently than an average student at Maryland. But, uh, I mean, I love it. College Park is beautiful. I mean, the campus is big, but, I mean, it's got it's got its perks to it you know you get around I mean with our academic advisors they put you in classes right around the facility so you're not you know walking miles and have to come and go through a hard three-hour practice you know you're all right there and uh you know they do a really good job like putting us where that we need to be and you know keeping us on a good time schedule we are talking to Maryland sophomore tight end CJ Dupree and and I was telling Speedy when then when you were hitting us up on Instagram that you were one of my favorite guys that we interviewed in the top 50 uh, recruits 2 years ago and and really what you have turned into I mean you're a young man now you're when we talked to you, you were 17 you're about turning 18 now you're 20 years yeah. old you're you're becoming a man your your body is changing 
What is it like going into the weight room? And, and li- obviously your training is completely different uh, in college than it was in, in high school. What is it like uh, with really the growth, you're, you know, becoming like more of a man and, and stepping on the field with bigger, stronger, better athletes? Oh, definitely. So, I mean, uh, my area alone, you know, it's not really a high, that big of a football area. So, uh, you know, I've never played against a Division One athlete in my life until I got to that level. Like high school, you know, other high schools you may play against better competition, play against good guys. I never, I never did in football ever. You know, I was always, I guess, looked at as the top guy in my area. So, uh, you know, towards the end of my, my high school career, my senior season, you know, I got in a big in powerlifting with my dad. So, you know, I had a like real big, solid, bulky structure. And then, you know, you get to college and it's a whole different thing. You know, you're not lifting weights to like look big. You're lifting weights to you know, be more flexible, get what you need to do. I mean, have the right football body type, not a powerlifting body type. And uh, I'm actually here, you know, like I'm a, I'm a big weightlifting guy. Uh, I actually, as a freshman, I won the, I'm not, not the, I don't want to say like the strongest man on the team award, right. but it's called the Ironman award. You know, like the guy, you know, I was living in the weight room, living what I needed to do, you know, showed a lot of attention to my strength staff. I mean, one of the biggest reasons I did choose to commit to Maryland was because of the strength staff. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm really into that. I mean, uh, Hopefully I could play on the next level, but I mean, if I don't, that's what I want to pursue a future. And, you know, I want to become a strength coach, become a, you know, physical therapist, something on that route. But uh, I mean, yeah, my body, I mean, yeah, I feel it's crazy. I mean, like you think, you think your body's beat up after high school and then you go to college and you're just hitting every day, you know, like it's, and it's a job, you know, I mean, obviously you get your stipend checks and whatnot. I mean, they take care of you with food and living and stuff at college, especially if you're on full scholarship like myself. But, uh, I mean, it is a job, you know, so, I mean, you got to put your body, you got to put your time, everything on the line for, you know, the university. Cause I mean, obviously you get the perks of going there and doing that kind of thing. So this show based out of New York, you actually played in the pinstripe bowl at Yankee stadium. So what was That's that experience? Right. Like the bowl game as a whole, and also your experience maybe at Yankee stadium in New York city, even off the field. Oh man. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, you know, I, I hung out with most of the seniors last year, the guys that transferred that. Um, so, I mean, I was up there with all of those guys. Like I mentioned before, like Chig, um, I, my uh, senior tight end that's going to the NFL now. You know, I hung out with him most of my time up there just in New York itself. And, you know, we had so much fun. I mean, a lot of those guys being older that left and graduated, you know, like they never – Maryland hasn't gone to a bowl game since they've been here. You know, uh, being a freshman and be able to walk in and – get not, not walk in and go to a bowl game, but walk in, you know, help the team out a little bit and work and get to a bowl game your first year. I mean, just the experience itself was awesome. I mean, uh, I am, I don't follow baseball that much, but I mean, obviously I know the Yankees are, I know all the main teams, but I mean, I'm sure if you were a big baseball fan and you were a Yankees fan and you were on our team or Virginia Tech's team playing there, it had to be amazing. Cause I mean, just not being a big baseball fan, being there in that stadium was unbelievable. It was awesome. A lot of great things that happened in that. Well, it's it's the new stadium, but there was a championship in two thousand nine, uh, the year the first year that it opened, and, and and a lot of great Yankee teams, a lot of great Yankee players have stepped on that field. Uh, as everybody knows, we were talking to Maryland sophomore tight end CJ Dupree. What was it like with this whole COVID situation last year? I mean, obviously, no fans, no crowds, and and just. Really, just everybody says it affected not only professional sports but college sports and 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 the college fans not having all these uh, you know the students getting the opportunity to get the chance to see and root on uh, their uh, alma mater. So, what was it like not having fans in the stadium? So again, I mean, uh, 
like you said at the beginning of the show, I mean, I can't answer that question. I mean, I am a sophomore, but I'm a sophomore right. not because of my football eligibility, but because of my school. So I left high school last November. So I got last winter and last mm-hmm. fall done. And this is my third semester. So I'm a sophomore, but I wasn't around for the uh, COVID season. When all the fans weren't there, I was still, I was in my high school football season. So, I mean, I can rub up on high school stuff. I mean, I don't remember it as much, but, you know, like I wasn't there. I remember I was watching the games when there was no fans and stuff. I wasn't on the team yet. So uh, you got your starting quarterback was actually uh, Tua Tagovailoa's brother, Talia Tagovailoa, transferred from Alabama. So what was he like? Playing with him as as a quarterback, in he played the first well year. this year too. Yeah, yeah, in that first year of that offensive system against some good Big Ten opponents too. I mean, I remember my first time meeting him. It was my first couple of days there, and we went to we went to throw. We went to get extra work. We went in, you know, met all the receivers and whatnot. And uh, I remember he walked in. I mean, like me and like the two other freshmen that were there with me, bro. We were we were tweaking. We were like, "Ain't no way this is this guy, bro. Like this is this is the guy." And uh, you know, like, we were so happy and stuff. But, I mean, even, you know, we have a bunch of big names, big guys on the team, but obviously him being the most. But, uh, you know, after a while, I mean, the energy is just, you know, like, no matter how many accolades anyone has on the whole team, no matter how good people were in high school, how good their stars were, I mean, we're on the same spot. You know what I mean? So, I mean, after a while, I mean, obviously it's awesome to know him, know everybody on the team. So, we are good friends, obviously. I'm planning to be a starting tight end this year, so we have a really good connection. We hang out. But, uh you know, it's like everyone's just a normal guy after that. You know, I mean, even guys in the NFL, when I meet them, when I see them run, come back to campus or whatnot, it's uh, it's like, you know, they're one more level above me. It's not like in high school where you're like, wow, they're in the NFL. It's like, you know, they're one more level above you now. Like, that's not that's not far away. That possibly could be you in two years, possibly could be you in a couple of years, whatever, you know. So it's uh, it's awesome. I mean, it's cool. But again, like I said, you know, everyone, after a while, you know, everyone's just, just like you. You know, you're all in the same spot, same position. CJ, uh, obviously uh, the, the season it was a pretty good season for Maryland this year. What was the highs of this year and what were the lows of this year? What really stood out? Is there a story that you could tell us that happened uh, at, at the end of the game? Uh, any for, funny stories, uh, any crazy things that happened in the locker room that you can remember this year that really can make our fans laugh? I mean, I'll start with the, I'll start with like the serious business before the funny business. But I mean, like the ups and downs. I mean, for, obviously we went four and zero. Uh, I mean, the West Virginia win was the biggest win out of the first four games, our first game, which was awesome. You know, I mean, I think that game and then our uh, blackout game against Iowa, which was our fifth game, was probably the most packed games, and they were awesome. Um, so I mean, obviously the our first couple games of the season were our big high. Our fifth week Iowa Iowa game, our star receiver Dante Demas, he was like leading the, he was right on top of like being the best receiver in the league and the college football or whatever, whatever stat it was. And uh, you know he tore everything in his knee, went down. I mean you saw the memes. He said he was coming back and whatever. I mean that was a big deal, um, and that was pretty cool. So uh, I mean it, it hurt us a lot that game. Who knows if we would have won that game and our whole record would have been different? Nobody really knows, but. Uh, that was a big. That was definitely a big downfall in our season for when he got hurt. And then, uh, you know, we went into Ohio State. We had all our starting defensive backs hurt, and two of our middle linebackers were hurt, which hurt us. Again, Ohio State's a great team. I'm not going to sit here and say we had all our guys. We're going to win that game. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying. I'm saying it. Maybe it wouldn't have been as bad. I'm saying yeah. it. You would have. You know, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say no crazy stuff out here. You know, what I mean, but uh, let me think of some 
funny stuff. Um, there has been some funny stuff that happened. I mean, not much I could say on the radio or this <laughs> channel, but I don't, I don't know. There's been some crazy stuff I've been around. <laughs> sure, there has been. All right, we'll keep it, you know, off off the radio. You'll have to, you have to sneak a couple of stories to me, so maybe I can let the oh, fans 100%. know. Maybe the fans will get to know, you know, like you know. I guess you could say it won't be rated R or rated like whatever you want to call yeah. it. Rated PG, okay? Or rated G. All gotcha. right. <laughs> so did you have a favorite uh, – uh, did you have one opponent you were looking forward to playing the most among the games that you did play this season? I know you were talking about Iowa, who was a very good team for a while. until uh, They were number two in the country, I think, at one point. Uh, but Big Ten across the board has a lot of tough ones. Is there one game that stood out to you as being someone to say, I want to go in and dominate these guys? Yeah, so, um, again, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State, and Iowa, when we – not necessarily at the end of the season, but when we were playing them that week, they were all in the – maybe not at the same time, but they were all in the top ten. They were all the top ten teams in the nation, which was, I mean, just to play those kind of teams that, you know, like you said, Iowa number two or Michigan, Michigan State, they were four and five for a while. It's like, wow, like you're playing top dog opponents. So, I mean, that was cool. It was cool. I mean, a big thing for me, I love, I love to travel and see the stadiums again. Not many people from my area leave. You know, I'm the first one to do it in a long time. First one out of any of my friends to really, you know, get out and do something athletically. So it's pretty cool to, you know, travel, see the stadiums and stuff. Um, uh, I think I would have to – I would definitely have to go between Ohio State and Penn State, uh, my, like, biggest teams that I wanted to play. Penn State being, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania. And, uh, I mean, Penn State did me a little dirty with the recruiting process. You know, they didn't want to offer me. They wanted to offer me to play tackle, which was whatever. You know, at the time, you know, I had offers for quarterback, linebacker, DN, um, tight end. I mean, I was just ready to play whatever, man. I would tell coaches I want to play up, back, on punt. I didn't care. I just wanted to get offers. So, I mean, that was a big thing. And then, like, once I committed, you know, three days before signing my um, national letter of intent, you know, Franklin would call me. He would FaceTime me like the last three days, every day. You know, we all come to Penn. I was like, nah, man. Like, there's no way. I was already so mindset going to Maryland. And uh, Ohio State being, you know, Ohio State was my dream school for a while. I mean, for a big childhood, I guess you could say. You know, I always wanted to be a Buckeye. I don't know why. I don't know how that became a thing, but that was kind of my school I wanted to go to. <laughs> well, they, they, all their tight ends are either getting drafted or transferred. So maybe there's room. <laughs> he wants to stay yeah, in Maryland. Maybe he wants to stay in Maryland. Hey, the transfer portal is very I powerful. You turf, never know. Yeah. It is. The transfer portal is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Now there's so much going on in that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and you can make some money now, obviously the college players could go out there, sign autographs yeah. and make, you know, side money, which is very, very important. I think this should have been opened up for, I think in the last five years, I said five years mm -hmm. ago during the show that the college players should be making money. And then finally, you guys are you're gonna you have an opportunity where you can make your own money. So that's a good thing. So tell me, man. Uh, obviously, going into this season, what could we expect from CJ Dupree? Shit, man. Um, I mean, I have my personal goals. You know, I'm looking to. I mean, first off, preseason. You know, I'm looking to earn the starting job, which. You know, really looking positive, really looking like I'm going to get. But, uh, you know, nothing is given. You know, everything's earned. Like, you know, I mean, as much as that's said, you know, out in the world, it is true. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in this standpoint, you know, I can't just walk in thinking, 
because again, I mean, when I said I'm the third string, it's like you have a tight end and then you have like a slot tight end, you know, like the guy in the back, not more. So the guy that his hand in the dirt, which I play. So, you know, I can't come in thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy, you know, I got to showcase what I got to do, you know, spring ball first day, I got to make a good first impression because you only have one good first impression. So I got to make sure I do that. But I mean, you know, everything going good down the track that I wanted to, what I expected to go through. Um, you know, I really want to have, I'm trying to have like a six touchdown season, maybe mm. six plus. I mean, I'm looking for some, you know, I figured if I could do that my first year, you know, that'd be really good. Um, last year, again, I don't know how many plays I got. Some games I would get 30 plays, some games I would get 10. I started in the pinstripe bowl. Um, again, I think I only had like three catches in the season, which I didn't even care if I was getting the ball or not. You know, I was playing when I'm, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to play as a freshman. I guess people say so. You know, I was playing, so I had no concerns, no complaints. And uh, so, I mean, I only let, like, I only let my man get, like, three. I think I let my man get three tackles all season. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to definitely never not let up a sack all season. Um, and I'm definitely, you know, let's say I play. I, I want to make, like, so 5% margin error. I want to have 5% margin error throughout the entire you, season counting, you know, missed assignments, penalties, wrong route, that kind of thing. If you want to make the NFL, you need to block, you need to catch. Mm -hmm. And if you could do all that stuff, like you say, strong guy, you're working on your weight training. It's so very important because when you go out there at the combine and you go out there at your pro day, you want to show these NFL NFL GMs, these NFL coaches and owners that you can be an all-around great player. That's how you make it into the NFL. And if you do that, I believe you can do it, man. There's no question that I believe you can do it. You have the size, you have the strength, and you have the ability. your guy over there uh, ran the fastest uh, a tight end uh, 40 in, in NFL history. So why can't you do that? Obviously, you absolutely could. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like I said, I mean, I only caught the ball three times. And I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, six five, six six, two sixty, two fifty five. So, I mean, blocking is my strong suit. So, uh, you know, I want to keep blocking as my strong suit. I can't lose that being a strong suit. But, you know, like, that I have so much blocking technique and blocking skill down. I could just work on so much more better route running, better hands, which I already have pretty good hands, pretty good route running. So then I just want to even out my game all around and just be that versatile tight end that people are looking for. So actually, Errol actually just brought up my next question. NIL offer is a big deal now. Is there any specific ones that you've gotten so far in terms of offers? And if so, and if not, is there um, anything that you would want, like as to be in, uh, something you want to promote? Obviously, you know, everyone wants that million dollar, a couple hundred thousand deal. <laughs> but uh, I mean, as it stands, I mean, I made a couple thousand, probably three or four thousand so far, which, you know, not being a main guy or anything, right. I mean, which I consider pretty, pretty good, you know, free money, free whatever, you know, it's just uh, post something on Instagram for a couple of days on your real feed or post something on your story for free product or whatnot. I mean, I've had a couple of energy drink kind of things, nothing like no main brand kind of stuff. I haven't made no like Nike deal or anything, but, uh, you know, I got a sports watch coming in that, you, you know, you post a picture, you make two, three hundred dollars and then a discount of whatever people use my discount code of, I get money off that, you know, uh, if you go online, anything with my last name on it, like I'm saying anything at all, (laughs) even if you custom made a shirt with my last name on, if I found it, like, let's say you personally custom made a shirt with my last name on it. If I find that, like I could sue you for so so much money or whatever, or like I get a portion of every single thing that has my name on it. It's pretty cool. I got to do that. (laughs) I'll get your name. I'll get your Jersey number. Look, 
Look, I got CJ Dupree on that back. What's he going to sue me for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. But again, I mean, compared to not getting anything ever, you'll take it. You know, Absolutely. you can't be, can't be, um, what's the word? I uh, can't be needy, I guess. You got to just take what you can get. Well, you got to be greedy. I think uh, a lot of you college players deserve the opportunity to make money. And I, I think this, I've thought this for a very, very long time. And now finally the NCAA is growing a set of balls. And actually for the amount of money these or these these colleges are making, playing in ball games, for the amount of money that these colleges are making, really – uh, when you're buying tickets to what do they sell out sixty thousand seats in the yeah. stadium? The, the amount of money that they're bringing in, these players should be getting some of it. Especially it, a lot of you guys, you get your college scholarships, no question that you do. Half of you guys don't even fill, finish your college education. You go right into the NFL and you're making your money. So what what is the benefit of you going? Once you go into the NFL, you you don't finish your college education. They're not going to let you finish your college education. So it, to me. You should have the opportunity to make whatever kind of money that you possibly can make. So I think the NCAA finally woke up. I hope you guys, uh, one way or another, as uh, you guys make the ball game, maybe some something could be offered to you guys uh, because you've made the ball game. You've earned it. You deserve it. And you should get a percentage of it. Just like the NFL. If, you, if your team makes the Super Bowl, every single player on that roster, I think, make like two, $300,000. So... I, yeah. I, I think that you should be you, you should be uh, rewarded for your hard work and dedication. One hundred percent, I agree. I think there should be like team incentives like that. I again, I I like how it is without player incentives. You know, like you know, I can't go out and score four touchdowns and get paid so much money. You right. know, I think it is a good way like that because I mean, you can get players the you know pay for play, whatever, whatnot, whatnot, so on and so forth, and. Uh, but I do think there should be team says I know our coaches, you know, you get a couple more thousand dollars to your contract, a couple thousand dollars in your pocket just for making a bowl game or whatnot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So actually, ironically, a couple of months after we interviewed you the first time, we actually interviewed your uh, wide receiver teammate in Ty Felton yes. in that uh, October or November, yeah. something like that, that year. So what was he yeah. like as a personality? Nice he, had, he had a lot of fun on our show, too. Yeah, and actually, nice his, his mother yeah, actually Ty, popped in, too. I was actually debating some basketball with Errol, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ty's actually one of my really good friends. He's still playing the basketball. He actually... We, we all go down to the um, our armory center, which there's basketball courts, and we all go play down there. But... Uh, you know, Ty is, Ty is one of my best friends on the team, you know, coming in as true freshman. I think he could do something really big with his career and this season. So, uh, you know, we stay close, share some of the same goals, and, you know, just hang out, really. Tell Ty, Kobe. I'll have to tell him you guys, I'll have to tell him yeah. you guys said what tell up. Yeah. Ty, tell Ty to tell his mother that Kobe was not the best co- best basketball player in NBA history. It was Michael Jordan, god damn it. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. He but now he said he does every time that conversation comes up, he's always the one guy. Kobe Kobe. Nah, yeah. bro. Like come on. Oh man. I'm me. actually supposed to be down in Miami with him right now, but I decided to come home. Well, him and his mother, him and his mother had a had it out with me about Kobe. I I'll never forget it. Uh, about Kobe Bryant, yeah. and I, she almost wanted to hang up the phone, hang out the conversation with me, and then she was kidding, and I had a lot of fun with her. They're very nice people. His mother's a sweet woman, and Ty was a funny dude. He really had a lot of fun uh, with 100%. us. Yeah, so, and we really appreciate you joining us, man. Um, uh, by the way, get us tickets. We'll come down here. We'll visit. We'll take some pictures. We'll take some video. 
Uh, we'll post you all over, man. Well, I'm a big fan of yours, man, and, 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 and trust me. You put your work and you put your dedication into your not only your schoolwork but on the field. You're going to get an opportunity to play in the NFL. Uh, you have the size. I mean, you're the same size as Gronkowski, same weight as Gronkowski. And Gronkowski wasn't known as a, a really a catcher. He wasn't a, he, When he went into the NFL, he's more of a blocker than he was of a receiving tight end. He really developed his skill when he, walked into, when he came to the NFL. And I think you could do the same thing. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to you being a starter in Maryland. I think Maryland's going to be a dangerous team. I'm, I'm hoping they're a top 20, top 25 team this year where you have an opportunity, again, to play in a ball game. 100%. I mean, I appreciate you all. I'll definitely hit you guys up when I got some tickets. I mean, I get free tickets for all the games. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's my big team goal this year. You know, I definitely want to be ranked top – I mean – Top, I mean, just having a rank, I guess. But, I mean, I want to be top 20, right around 15 or so. I mean, I'd be awesome for the team and community. But uh, I'm say Gronk. I got shirts made and stuff. Even down at school, you know, when I go out and stuff, everyone, that's my name, like Baby Gronk. I mean, I guess that's just kind of what I formed into. You know what we call you, man? We could call you CJ Dupe, okay? Because you, right. you do what you need to do. Man, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Keep working because and, – and by the way, when you score your first touchdown, uh, what kind of dance are we going to hear? I, I, I want to see something special. Shit, you know? man. I want to see Again, something special. Again, lo- I would love to do some crazy thing. I would love to. But I think I'm really going to just embrace it. I'm probably just going to embrace the noise and stuff. And then How about this? every touchdown after that, I'm literally going to just hand the ball to the referee and I'm going to just make it business. I'm t- going to just be that guy that they're like, Wow. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Do this for us. When you get your first touchdown, I want you to slide in the end zone like a soccer player with your hands out right on the ground like you're swimming, like you're swimming on it. I would love to see you, that six foot six, 260-pound guy, slide with his chest. Uh, you know, what do they call that slide in, on the soccer field? I forget what it's called. but I don't remember. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, but I, listen, man, we really appreciate you. We'll be in touch. I got your number, man, and uh, we really appreciate you reaching out. And uh, we're doing so well, too, man. We're, we're, we're at the number one show on 103.9 FM. Uh, we're, we're moving uh, forward. You know, I, I even myself uh, hired a sports agent, so I, I'm working on some things, too. But uh, we've always loved you. And we're rooting for you. We're your biggest fan. I believe uh, you can absolutely do everything that you want to do. And uh, I, if you if you just if you do get an opportunity to be drafted in the NFL, we'd love to be there at your draft party, and we'd love to come and visit you, man. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all kind of words too. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to try to blow your head up, but my girlfriend saw your picture. She loves you, too. So you have a fan right there, too. So. <laughs> appreciate, there appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> C.J. Dupree, ladies and gentlemen. Young, you know, smart, aggressive, top-end tight end, I believe is going to absolutely win the job over there in Maryland. And I'm rooting for him, man. You know, Speedy, we, we've had these top 50, you know, prospects and, and and CJ always popped up in my head from we we interviewed like seven seven or eight of the top prospects in the country tight end prospects and CJ always popped up to me. I remember the Pennsylvania stories uh, you know with his uh, he, I think he drove a truck a Wrangler or something like that if I'm not mistaken yeah still in, Wrangler yep. yeah Wrangler I, see I don't forget anything and uh, the mud stories That's crazy. yeah man I I remember everything I have a photographic memory when it comes to our interviews but. Um, 
you're, not only am I I'm a big fan of him, but his personality, and that's what you want. You what what people look at is not just the athletic ability and the talent that he could put on the field is is the personality because when you get interviewed at the combine they're looking for that guy that can actually be a leader could be actually be a person that's going to bring the team together and i think uh, not only his talent on the field but his personality will drive people to love him and and, and that's why uh, when he reached out to me uh, the uh, the other day the network i was like holy crap and then and then talking to him, I'd love to come and ch- check him out, and I'm, I'm hoping that he starts this year. Uh, I would love to experience the Maryland, uh, what do they call those? Um, you know, tailgates. Before, tailgates over there and getting the tailgates, opportunity. Yeah. yeah, the tailgates are funny. Uh, I've been to a Notre, Notre Dame tailgate. I've been to Ohio State you know, tailgate when I was in my 20s because I was DJing over there in Ohio. So I got a, one of the guys, one of the guys at the, one of the DJs that I was working with uh, had free tickets. So we, we actually had the opportunity to go over there and watch an Ohio State Buckeyes game. But we would love to come over there to Maryland and support you, man. So we wish you nothing but the best and we'll be in touch, my friends. Appreciate it, man. All right, I'll see y'all, man. Y'all have a good night. You, you too, too, man. CJ Dupree, ladies and gentlemen. So nice kid, man. Oh, yeah. Love him. Uh, great kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you want to know something, man? For a kid that, uh, you know, when we watched him grow as a high school kid, he was in his senior year of high school. And I forgot he didn't play in the COVID year. Right. Uh, I know he graduated early. but Because the Big Ten also had only half a season that year. Too. Right. So. Um, just who he is as a personality. I, I, really, I really respect everything about the kid. And, and – I want him to succeed. I really do. I want all these guys to succeed because I maybe Gronkowski. Yeah, I, I want it. The reason why I say that is because when when they make it to the NFL and they become stars, we could say we were one of their first interviews. You know, the first interview that really gave them that surge to interview with all these big you know end radio shows. And I'm hoping that by the time he is in the NFL, we're we're on a big stage, you know, nationally around the country where we can bring him on or bring him into the studio and talk football with him. So. Uh, he's a nice kid. He really, really is. Stark says, tell him to do the Bayside B shuffle. It's like, I don't know how to know what that is. I don't know what the Bayside B shuffle is. Something with the beef. I, I do want to get it back, in, back into the NFL and the Tyreek Hill thing before, uh, snow, you know, snow pit called up and, and that we were, I was arguing with Jeff the whole time and Mark was very sick, by the way, Mark left early. Yeah. He wasn't feeling very well. Mark's been dealing with a lot of, you know, stomach pains. He's been doing, you know, as everybody knows, he's been very sickly, and that's why he moved to Alabama. But I wish nothing but the best with Mark. And, and seeing him mm-hmm. seeing him was uh, awesome. And uh, I'm hopeful, hopefully before he goes uh, back to Alabama, we can get an opportunity to go get some food with him and take him out. But uh, to get back to the Tyreek Hill move, man, I, we've seen a lot of these moves this year. I mean, Devontae Adams being uh, the first one, the big wide receiver off the board, and I think Tyreek got really upset that he was getting the money. And, and by the way, uh, I'll go back at it again. Devontae Adams is a better wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. Green Bay only got a first and a second for him. And there, you remember, the, the first and a second they got for him was, you know, in the mid-20s. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that far-fetched from what they got from... Is Ty, Tyreek Hill, they got five draft picks, Kansas City. Tyreek Hill is not better than Devontae Adams. I just showed you the numbers. They're not. I mean, and, and Devontae Adams could have had a better year. You know, he missed one game. He could have had 1,700 yards this year. So uh, the, the amount of picks that Kansas City got, Speedy, 
to me, was highway robbery. I think the difference with the Devontae Adams trade and the Tyreek Hill trade is we kind of knew Devontae Adams wanted out for a while once he said he wasn't playing under the franchise tag. And Green Bay was already trying to move him even earlier in the offseason, too. So that might have weakened his... Tyreek was under contract and he was forcing his no, way out. Yeah, but it was more that was more of a bombshell that came a little bit this week more. And it was more of his agent rather than him himself. Tyreek Hill didn't really say anything negatively about the Chiefs. It was just more about the contract extension type thing. Whereas Devontae Adams, like Aaron Rodgers, was Nobody- Told, first of all, nobody told Tyreek Hill a year and a half ago to take the extension from Kansas City, which which he got $75 million right. or something. Nobody told him to take that. Now all of a sudden, Devontae Adams got a bigger contract and you want to jump off a ledge? Yeah, I'm just think the difference is also the organization of what the the Chiefs versus the Packers. I think the same kind of thing could have happened if the roles were swapped, if Tyreek Hill was a Packer and Devontae Adams was a Chief. You got three more picks than the Green Bay Packers got for Devontae Adams. Because I agree with you. Adams is a much more consistent and skilled He's wide receiver. a better receiver player. Because Tyreek Hill, Tyree Tyree Hill was all very, about speed. Tyreek Hill was inconsistent throughout this season where he had great games in bunches, but also had a lot of duds in comparison to previous years, too, which is not really like him. It's not like other guys were target hogs and were stealing all these things. They, he still got targeted the same amount and was just inconsistent. So, yeah, it's definitely bizarre from that standpoint. I actually think neither team really did well with this trade. I don't think the Chiefs really benefit unless they hit on all these draft picks because they had a big issue with their they number two and number three. Maybe, but they had number two, number three receiver issues all of last season. Yes, they had that big stretch in the beginning of the, the middle of the season after everyone was overreacting and said they wouldn't make the playoffs. And they did well then, but they really had nobody consistent in that kind of role. And now you bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, who hasn't been consistent the last three years at all. He'll be better. Look who he's playing for. Right, but he also struggled in number one corner attention, too, once he got it. Remember when Antonio Brown uh, got traded from the Steelers? He really struggled that first year being that number one receiver. And if he's the, that guy, if they don't draft anybody else, that could be a problem for him, too. Now, granted, Patrick Mahomes is a much better quarterback than Big Ben was at that point in his career, but still. Kansas City went to the AFC title game this year. They have two firsts, two seconds, one third, two fourths, one sixth, two sevenths. I mean, they are stacked. And by the way, Andy Reid, very good at drafting offensive players. This is a win-win for Kansas City, a win-win for them. So I don't know where you could sit here and tell me that Kansas City having two first rounds and two second rounds isn't a win-win for them, especially a team that's still built to win and still, yes, they're losing probably the Honey Badger, and they've lost Tyreek Hill. This is still a good team. You had the amount of draft picks that you have this year, which is probably the second most right behind the Jets. I, I mean, they went from probably with the draft stock that they have this year from 12 or 13 all the way to second, and they're, they're, they're a team that went to the AFC title game last year. This is a win-win for them. Now, They're going to win. Here's the other thing, this. too, with the quick fixes that the Chiefs have been able to do. Are they going to be able to do more of that as we speak? Maybe they do bring back Honey Badger. He hasn't signed anywhere else yet, so it's possible. He's Orlando, negotiating Orlando, deals right, right now. Orlando Brown is the other one that's interesting, too, because he's now on a franchise tag. Are they negotiating a long-term deal with him? Probably. And maybe that kind of thing makes it harder, where if he was, a, if he was getting more money than he played for or performed for last year— are they? Is he going to be demanding too much where maybe they had to get that kind of thing out? Either way, it still doesn't help having your top receiver off the team, too. By the uh, way, Jeff was returned. Uh, we'll, we'll put him through in a second. But what, what I'm saying is, is, is when, I'm looking at, when I'm looking at the picture 
uh, right now, when you look at all the guys that are, have become available this offseason in trade talks and everything like that, and it's not done. I, I We're hearing Tyler Lockett's name. We're hearing DK Metcalf's name. So there are a right. bunch of players that are still available, involved, and in possibly before the draft and be traded. And most of these teams, they want draft picks because they're, they're – Again, like Jeff said, there's five or six valuable wide receivers in this draft. In this draft, again, we don't know if all of them are going to be good. We don't know all of all of them going to break out. But I remember Jeff telling me, uh, yeah, not yet today, but yesterday or the day before when we talked on the phone, that usually the last couple of years, especially wide receivers, more more. Wide receivers have become good players in this league. It's easier now to go and just draft a wide receiver than bringing in a veteran player and paying him $120, $130 million. Jeff, what's going on, man? Errol, just a point of clarification when you're saying all Devontae – and listen, I don't want to fight with you on this. This isn't like an argument. Mm -hmm. But you're saying Devontae Adams only went for a first and a second, and the the four or five picks that they were giving up is more, and it's false. That's it's it's really false because what the Jets were offering was I think the highest one was thirty five. Mm-hmm. Was it thirty? Right, it was two. It was thirty five and thirty eight because it's okay. Carolina's oh, right. pick. Oh, so just the, so just take the highest draft pick, thirty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Raiders gave up twenty four. Mm-hmm. If you were going to if you had twenty four and you were trading back to thirty five, what would that take to get? Maybe at a fourth, maybe a maybe a fourth with a that. Fourth pick. is ridiculous. Yeah. You're getting another second. Wait, if, no, no. I mean, oh, oh, you're, I think you mean trading up. Okay, never. If mind. if I was going into no, no, no. trading up or trading back, it's not going to matter. It's the same. It's the same mathematical equation. It's the same assets. Right? I think I, I I think it would have made more sense. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Jeff. I think it would made more sense if the Jets really, really, really wanted oh, Ty, Tyreek Hill. I would have done this. I would have given my 10th up. I would have taken Kansas City's first, taken Kansas City's first, offer them another third, offer them, uh, I mean, offer them their third and maybe a fourth. And that, I think, would have sealed the deal. Great. But what I'm telling you is, if you had 35, if you had 35 and wanted to, what was the Raiders pick? 24, 23 or something? 24, Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Okay. If you're at 35, what do you have to give up to get to 24? Which is, the th- you know towards the back end of the first round, but you're probably giving up 35 and 38 just to get to 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. so so those two picks are the number one that the Raiders gave up, mm-hmm. and the number two that the Raiders gave up is the two fourths they went in the two fourths and the six that they gave up. When you do the math. The trades were even. It's not. You don't we're not even. Go, we're not talking about the Raiders. We're talking about Kansas City. We're talking no, about. No, but you were. We're no, talking about Miami. Were saying, we're talking about no, Miami. You were, right, but you were saying what the Jets were offering was ridiculous, giving up those picks, and mathematically, I'm, it's the same as what the Raiders paid for Devontae. That's Adams. fine, but I'm talking about Miami. Miami. When you look at Miami, Miami gave up the 29th which is the first round, at the end of the first round. They gave up the, what was it, the 50, 53rd? Yeah, their own pick, which is in the middle of the second. 50, 53rd, uh, the 128th, and another fourth next year, and a sixth. If the Jets, which, which, is, which is exactly the same value as what the Jets were offering. Not necessarily, because, because the Jets are tra- tra- trading... The Jets are trading uh, uh, the second round. I think they drafted two early third. second round picks. Two and early then a, second and round picks. And then the picks. Seahawks third. And the Seahawks right, but, third. Right, I mean, but 50-whatever... 50, 50 
isn't you know 53 i think 52 whatever you said yeah whatever the middle their middle first round pick is yeah right no 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 middle late or second, second round, round second round pick my bad. right yeah the first round pick right. for 49ers the, the first they gave up is worth something and the second is 53 that's not even that's not even like a good value do you know what i'm saying so that's why getting into that that they had to give up 29 the Dolphins had to give up 29. Yeah. Had to. Because it would have taken those two seconds just to equal what the Raiders paid for Devontae Adams. All the trades were pretty much mathematically That's even. Fine. That's the, fine. The, the trades, the, the Dolphins and Jets offers were basically identical. I'm not even. And I'm, they were basically identical to the what the Raiders gave up. I don't we're know if they're identical. The number of picks. Jeff, they weren't than. Jeff, they weren't identical because uh, Tyreek Hill, if the Jets were to get Tyreek Hill, the Jets were going to get Tyreek Hill and the 128th pick of this year's fourth round pick, their fourth round pick. So they were going to get an extra pick for Tyreek. So it wasn't. The, the Jet, that was definitely not the same. You don't go by the number of picks. That's not how you determine value. The value is in the order of the pick. Okay, I understand that, but why but 35, were... 35 is infinitely more valuable than 53. No question. Right, So that, but that's what I'm saying is, like, that's, that's how you got to the number of picks because they're all assigned a mathematical value. That's fine, and, and, and listen... The one, the one and the two that the Raiders gave up, mathematically, is the exact same equation as the four, four five picks that the Jets were giving up. That's fine, but I, I, I again... I'm looking at Tyreek Hill. You, you get Tyreek. You got you now. You the, the Raiders. The Raiders gave up a first and a second to the Green Bay Packers. You you look at you look at Miami. They gave up a first, a second, um, a two fourths, and a six. I wouldn't say that's the same. The value for it, the same. It, it is the same. They're all assigned a value, a numerical value. Yeah, but the value of the fourth and sixth is not known yet because of the, where they're yeah. finished. And remember, they can it, trade. It is, it is known because they, they, they have the draft order all the way out through the seventh round. Everyone knows what picks they have. Well, this uh, year, yeah. yeah. This year, they got this year, yeah. They got a fourth and a sixth next year. And what they could do with that right, fourth. But, right, what they you, could, know, no. you know that that pick falls between, and I don't know the, the numbers because I'm terrible with yeah. math. Between 137 That's and... That's fine. Jeff, and you know, it, we don't know if they can use that fourth-round pick in their fourth-round draft pick this year to move to the second round. And that would that would benefit them. And that, then the value of the pick is going to be even better. You know what I mean? Not because you, it's not because you'd still be giving up something. You don't just say, I'll give you a fourth for your second. That's not even. I, I think, you have to give them more, right? I, I think that if you look at Devontae Adams and you look at Tyreek Hill, I think Tyreek, I think in the trade for Tyreek Hill, I think they got more. I, I think uh, I think the Kansas City, in my eyes, I think Kansas City Chiefs, they got more for what they got, what they had to give up to get to, to get Tyreek. I mean, for Miami to give up to get Tyreek Tyre Hill. I, I think Devontae Adams, who is a better all-around wide receiver, who I think, they're about the same age, right? Uh, yeah, I think, Hill's a, little, I think Hill's, Hill's a little younger. Ty- yeah. Tyreek's a year younger. 28, right. Adams. He's 28, and uh, Devontae Adams is 29. But uh, you remember, Tyreek is smaller, and he depends on speed. Devontae Adams is built like a, you know, he's built like a train. So, And both, by the way, Devontae Adams has stayed fairly healthy for the last three years. So, uh, same, Tyreek. I'm just yeah. about to say that. Same thing with Tyreek. But Tyreek, uh, again, because of his side, he's going to lose two. How many years left do you think Tyreek Hill is going to be, you know, two steps in front of everybody with speed? Maybe two? 
I mean, Devontae Adams. Can I don't know, man. He runs pretty goddamn well, and even if he lost the step, he'd still be faster than half. That's, That's fine. I, I want to see what he does, you know, on that Miami Dolphins team because I and, I, by, and by the way, the same can be said for Devontae Adams because he's a year older. So if you're given two years before Tyreek loses a step, what is it? One before Di, Don, uh, Devontae Adams loses one. Yes. Maybe, but he's also very more possession-driven, too, though, in route running. He's not ever as reliant on his speed. So I think the the, the avenue is going to be three for both of them, probably, as the top, top guy before other young guys will take over, too, like they have already. We saw Cooper Cup with the year he had last year, Jamar Chase, guys like that. That'll take over, too, eventually. I mean, my, Justin my, Jefferson. My only concern with Tyreek Hill is he's never really he's, – he's a number one wide receiver. He's never been on a team where he's been the number one target. Yeah, Travis right. Kelsey is the number one target. Yeah. Right. And, and listen, they're, they're going to have to pay Travis because when I was talking to Tampa, Travis Kelsey is going to be, you know, he's going to be, I think he. Right, he has two years left on yeah. his contract. He's going right, to want. But if, you ha- yeah. but if you had half a brain, you saw this coming with the Patrick Mahomes contract. Yes. Right. right. Because his, his salary cap is 37.6 or something this year. After this year, it goes to 45.7, his salary cap. Yep. Right. So you can only pl- pay so many players. Do we need the Dallas Cowboys to be the example? <laughs> no, and I, I think when when you look at and, do, and and you and by the way, that's not the only one because I like to shit on Dallas because let's face it, they're shit. The Saints but too, like, yeah. Well, forget the Saints. There's there's an example that you've been using this whole time that you refuse to go with. It's Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Did yeah. you think that get, having a quarterback makes fifty million dollars wasn't going to affect the team? Right. No, and Jeff, you're you're absolutely right. And if you look at the big picture right now, and and you look at the AFC, the AFC stacked. Uh, and, and you talk about you look at the AFC East. I mean, Tyreek Hill was added to the AFC East. Uh, you know, Buffalo. I, I think, and I'll say this again. I think Buffalo got weaker this year. I I do. I mean, they added Von Miller. They lost some valuable pieces to their defensive line. They've got a bunch of young players. They 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 better hope that Von Miller is the guy that they overpaid for that we've seen the last couple of years because if he's not he, he could be uh you know washed up uh, and it could affect their salary cap next year when when they need to make more moves to bring in more defensive players so uh and then the uh, new england's the same team they were i mean they brought in butler uh did you see that uh, they brought in uh yeah i saw that yeah which but this I, is this is this is basically a bridge bridge year till next year though because they spent last year yeah and next year if you look the patriots have over 108 million dollars of cap space next year right so so whatever they did last year will end up happening again next year probably and and and, and the jets next year will have i think 47 48 million right now they are they're 12th if they want to spend money the rest of the money this year and could you imagine the cowboys who had the worst after getting rid of all the pieces they have they're right now they have second most money do, available do the cowboys do the cowboys are absolutely in hell because they needed to reach the First of all, you need to look at like cap numbers. Mm. Just just picture this. Pretend it's a credit card, mm. right? When you restructure a contract, mm-hmm. you still have to pay the money. Mm. You just pay it later, right? Mm-hmm. So when Dak Prescott's number was already going to forty two million and they restructured his contract so he'd take less, so his number would be less this year, so they could re-sign Vanderesh. Right. They still have to pay. That that salary cap hit is still going to come. Right. It's just going to come later. So it's going to get even worse for the Cowboys 
for restructuring his contract so soon. And I was looking at with Tyler Lockett too, because if somebody makes a move for Tyler Lockett, next this coming year he's only going to make ten million. Next year, the next year after that, he's going to make fourteen million. And his last two years, he's making twenty two and twenty three, which would make him the third highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. So, right, but right, but the, but so here's the rub with that though. Mm-hmm. Seattle can more than afford that. Why? They just dumped thirty-five million dollars of cap. I'm, right. I'm not talking about Seattle. I'm talking about whoever makes a move for him because now Tyler Lockett's on the trade market, and uh, teams like the Jets, the Green Bay Packers, and Kansas City has reached out to uh, uh, Seattle on Tyler Lockett. I think he fits everything. He, he, I mean, he's not as fast as Tyree Kill, but he would be fantastic. He's a fantastic route runner. Still a good player. Yeah, he's a fantastic route runner. With the Jets, they're looking for a guy of a Tyree Kill, Tyler Lockett type of player that can run the schemes. The Jets aren't going to get it. The Jets are no. drafted one. They're not getting one. I, what, I, I think the Jets are going to draft one, but uh, again, I don't think the Jets are going to trade the value of their draft picks. I, I think I was very surprised when I saw Joe Douglas offered as much as he did for Tyreek Hill because that uh, we haven't seen that with Joe uh, Joe Douglas this it, it's in his in the three years that he's been there for the Jets I have not seen him offer high draft stock players of that magnitude to get a big time superstar in there so I was surprised how badly he wanted one uh, no question that he did he wants a he wants a top end wide receiver that can run the schemes. And schematic. so you know that the Jets are going to go after a wide receiver in this year's draft. I think I I think it's a window into his thinking on how important he viewed Tyree Hill to the development of that offense. Not right. just Zach Wilson, just the whole offense. Probably, right? I'm not, probably. No, I'm not, I'm not pinning everything on Zach Wilson. You're you're probably right, and I I'm I'm wondering now. Now, obviously, going after this was like a. Uh, this happened so fast. So right. uh, obviously the fact that the Jets were interested and they were one of the top two teams, that's saying a lot about Joe Douglas and how um, how um, how he's attacking this right now. Now the question is, if you're not going to go after Tyler Lockett, you're not going to go after DK, I don't want DK Metcalf. I'll take Tyler Lockett. I don't want DK. I don't know why Jet fans want DK Metcalf as much as they why do. do. Why, do, why wouldn't you want I, DK I just, I just don't want him. I, 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 don't think he fit, I don't think he fits the scheme. Okay, uh, Denzel Mims, big, strong, fast guy that can leap, didn't fit the scheme. Now you have you bring in DK Metcalf, who's practically the same size, same athletic build, everything, and then you're going to bring him in. I just don't think he fits Tyler Lockett. I think he fits the scheme. I, I, well, Lockett's a, Lockett's a crisper route runner as a whole than Metcalf. Metcalf's faster, yes, but like Errol was saying, he's and not bigger and stronger. Sure, but Denzel, also- Mim- Denzel Mims ran his forty in four three. He had one of the biggest leaping, uh, you know, what do they call it? The high vertical, jumps, vertical. vertical leaps in, uh, you know, at a wide receiver in, you know, in NFL combine history. I mean, and and but but to me, I just don't. It, he didn't he didn't fit this scheme. So why do we think that DK Metcalf at this almost the same size? They're both six three, six four. Because why? DK because Denzel Mims can't even get on a football field, and DK Metcalf has been excelling in the league. Yes, he because he fits that offense. He fits the Seattle offense. I'm not saying that DK Metcalf isn't an amazing talent. You put Denzel Mims on Seattle's offense in that scheme, he might he probably pays better. 
The, the other problem with him, you know, he got better at it this year, but the other problem with him has been consistency game to game, too. Now, this year, statistically, he was down in comparison to previous years, but was actually a little more consistent. So, which end of it do you get? He only had 967 yards. Did have 12 touchdowns, though. 967 yards, but he at least was more steady game to game. In previous years, like we were saying about Tyreek Hill this season, he had his games in bunches, but then disappeared for a while. I don't know if you definitely want that in a wide Tampa, receiver either. Tampa explained that, too, by the way. Dude, you guys give me such a you. It's it's a headache. It's like right behind my eyeballs too, because the thing you guys do to try to justify shit is go oh, but look at the numbers. But look at dude. I'm looking at game logs, not numbers. Right, but right, DK Metcalf's numbers aren't going to be there. Because Fuckstick had Geno Smith yeah. throwing to him for like five weeks. No, and I was more comparing not, the other years. This year, I actually think he was more consistent. Equal, he, but it's not going to be equal. You guys that go, oh, let's just go right to the numbers are the dumbest people on the planet. But again, Such yeah, it's numbers monkey. No, consistency we're, we're not, is key, though. Uh, again, too. we're not number. I'm, I'm not looking at the numbers on this one, man. I'm looking at the Jets scheme. He is the type of player that Denzel Mims is. A speed guy, big, strong, that could jump. He didn't – Denzel Mims didn't fit the scheme. They're trying to trade right, him. Right, right. but, you, again, you, you also have a flawed argument because you're like – because one guy like that didn't work out. You're like, oh, it just doesn't fit the scheme. Dude, DK and, – and using, oh, he had a vertical leap. No one cares about the yeah. combine. That's fine. Stop using combine. All right, all right, like... all right. All right. They, the year before this, before they brought in uh, Robert Sala, he out of the rookies, he was a top three rookie, and he didn't even play as many games as all the other rookies. He was a top three statistical wise. Uh, 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 take away stat- statistics. When he was on the field, he was making plays. Okay. Now this year in this scheme, he didn't fit the scheme, and that's why he wasn't on the field. Okay, that's why they brought in other wide receivers in free agency. That might might be just a failure of Denzel Mims. Give me the guy that chased down Buda Baker. That kind of you you can't measure in high jump vertical leaps or three cone drills chasing down Buda Baker in heart and effort. That's something that doesn't show up at combines. And DK Metcalf chasing down Buda Baker shows me he gives a shit. So you're telling me. If the Jets went after you, you would trade, you know, a first and a second for DK Metcalf. I, I don't know if he's worth that. Okay, I, well, listen, and it's also going to depend on how desperate people are. Maybe, maybe it. And I'm not saying that Joe Douglas is or the Jets are, but just hear me out. Mm-hmm. If Joe Douglas really wants it that bad, and there's not many people left, yeah. maybe he would overpay. I don't know. Who who knows? I, I'm not. I'm not the one to say what DK Metcalf is worth. I I don't think Joe Douglas is willing to give up any of his two first round draft picks. Being that Tyreek Hill was there, and it, a lot well, of well, they're really high. Yes. They're really high. Yeah, they are. I don't think he's willing to give up the number four and number ten, which just goes back to the value thing. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, I mean. You can't go, oh, all first-round draft picks aren't created equal. Right, right. Are you saying, oh, well, a first-rounder is a first-rounder, and right. and that's what the Raiders gave up, so we should give up number four because right. a first-rounder is a first-rounder? Right. No, no, because it, it, it all matters on where the position that you draft. No, there's the tiers right. of the first round. Yes. Right, clearly. That's why all those other trades weren't equal. Do you see what I'm saying now? Yes. Do you see where your argument gets flawed? 
Well, I, again, I, I listened to what Tyler was telling me. The Jets are going to regret not giving up the 10th. Why would you listen to that? I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying Tyler said that, that when he came out and when the no Jets lost. What, and I told no Tyler. what he thinks. And I no told. Uh, that's fine. And I told Tyler that it wasn't the Jets. The Jets had no choice. The, the Jets, even if they gave the 10th. Tyreek Hill didn't want to play for the Jets. He wanted to stay where his, you know, where his house is, where his family lives. First, first of all, if they gave the tenth, they might have only had to give the tenth. Right. Do you that's know what, what I saying? think. That's right. what I think too. If the Jets right. gave the tenth, that's might what have. I have. I'd have to see the chart and see what the value was, but that right. might have been all they had to have given. Right. Right. Who knows? But Tyreek Hill, well, I, I still think. I mean, uh, Kansas City would have absolutely wanted that, but uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyree Kill had his choice. They let him have his choice on where he wanted to go. And, and, he, the, and the, first of all, that whole thing was probably predetermined, anyways, because right. the, the speed of which Miami gave him that contract after the trade was announced, there's no way that they negotiated that. Right. Like, yeah. in 20 minutes. Right, right. Also, the suddenty, too, of it coming up, too. Like, we weren't hearing about Tyreek Hill asking for out of Kansas City last week, <laughs> for even. It was like all this week. And, and all I'm very surprised Tyreek Hill, as much as. Uh, as much as he wanted to be closer to home, because that's where him and his family live and all that other stuff, that he wanted to go to Miami after all the things that happened with the owner over there and all that other stuff. I was very surprised when... Now, listen, I'm not upset that the Jets didn't get Tyreek Hill. I'll say it again. I was very surprised that he was so open to go and play for Miami because after everything that happened... They're a team on the come-up. People are forgetting how good they were. Uh, not last year, but the year before, they surprised everybody. It has and a lot to do with the coach. has a lot to do with the coach, too, man. Right. Well, let's not go down that road. Uh, but it's, it's true. It's true. Though. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll right. see what this new coach. We'll see what this new coach help, does. But you can't help what, right. You can't help what's going on. No. And now they have a, a, a and, hey, and listen, maybe the off, maybe, you know, I'm, listen, I'm still not a believer in tour. I'll have to wait to see it, right? Maybe he proves me wrong. But it also probably didn't help him that he had a defensive coach coaching him. And now the guy that they brought in, Mike McDaniel, is an offensive guy. Maybe, but also, too, the Flores also elevated a lot of other things with that team, though, too. The other thing that is more concerning, even just with Tua as a whole, too, is also that offensive line. They brought in Teron Armstead, which is going to help a lot, but that's still outside of Austin Jackson. They really still don't have much. they got to hope all these other draft picks develop. And also bringing in Tyreek Hill and paying him what they're paying, I mean, it affects their their salary cap next year in free agency. So if they want to boost up that offensive line, remember, they they gave up their first, their second, and their fourth this year, and, and they've given up before. So they can't really boost up that that offensive line now sure in the draft. In the I, draft. Want, I also, in well, draft? They, they, they can with a couple interior guys, but again, they need all of them to be able to hit, or Where at least drafting? most of them. They got a third round pick this year. and They have one right, left right. from the Texans, too, right. so they have another right. third. Right, but the offensive line is the easiest position to draft and have be successful. And I, I know you're going to hate me using the Patriots as the example, but two years ago, they drafted Michael and Wenyu. And he came yeah. in and started and had an, had a Pro Bowl year as a six-round draft pick. Like, the fat guys up front, it's the easiest thing to come in and be it's, – it's easier to come in and be more successful. But that scheme – yeah, but that scheme – but you know and I know that scheme is so unique. No, it's just being fat and being in the way. Maybe Tyler could be successful oh, with God. that. Give me a break. Tyler has no athletic ability whatsoever. You put Tyler right, but he's in a... fat and gets in people's way, and that's an offensive lineman. He's not that fat, man. I mean, it, I, I, I wouldn't uh, he's say... Gotta be, 
I mean, let's let's get him across the scale. What is he? Two eighty? Two ninety? No, he's not two eighty. Two ninety. I, I would say Tyler is between two fifty. 250, 260, somewhere around there. That's where I would say Tyler is. He's got to be heavier than that. No. He wears a 4X t-shirt. He wears 4X t-shirts because he doesn't want anybody to see his stomach. That's if he wears a 4X t-shirt. Right, so it looks like a circus tent over all that time. <laughs> <laughs> Slick says, says, Coach K looks like an angry he is mad, Dr. Yeah. Spock. That discusses. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out. It's too early. No, they're only down by four at halftime. It's, it's, it's definitely not over I'll yet. tell you this. Arizona's losing. Yes, they are. Uh, Slick just, says, just Tyler Lockett to the Raiders. Fun fact from the early games, uh, both Michigan and Gonzaga trailed at halftime by three, and these teams are trailing by similar numbers. No one's been able to make a comeback tonight, so trailing at halftime is kind of a bad thing right now. Absolutely. Stuck says, Tyler Lockett to the Raiders. DK Metcalf is an amazing talent. He fits on any pay, team. They can't pay him. Tyler Lockett's not going. And consistency and the hobgoblin yeah. of small minds and philosophers. Listen, the Raiders are done. They don't need anyone else because they have they have Devontae now. They got a good slot receiver in Renfro. They have the tight end in Waller. And not for nothing, Brian Edwards is not a terrible option on the other yeah. side. Tyler, Tyler Lockett will probably be traded to Kansas City. I think it makes a lot of sense. No, he's, he's not going there. They, they signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling tonight, didn't they? Yes, yeah. but he's not a big name, and they're paying him a lot of money. He's basically the same to, thing of what they already have. Right, but they, but they, but they, they, so they signed uh, Valdez-Scantling. They also signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. Yeah. Um, they also re-signed Byron Pringle. Yes, and they have Hardman. They, have them. Yeah. they still have Michael Hardman. They're done, man. They're set at receiver. You're not signing those guys not to play. What are you going to pay Valdez-Scantling $14 million and then cut him? I, I, I sit there and I watch. I look at their roster of wide receivers. I mean, I'm not scared of anybody but Travis Kelsey on that roster. I mean, honestly. Now, the other thing you got to wonder, too, is – Antonio, or once Antonio Brown left the Steelers, Juju had a lot of trouble in 2019 against number one corners. Is that going to translate over to Kansas City? Now, Mahomes obviously is way better, and Andy Reid's way better than the whoever the offensive coordinator was with the Steelers that year. But still, can he grow, take that next step as a wide receiver too? But, who, but who's to say the number one corner is going to be on him? Who's to say it's not going to be on Valdez Scantling or Mecole Hardman? You think they're going to garner that kind of attention? I mean, they've been, they've been kind of the same more- thing. Good deep threats, but inconsistent. Yeah, great, but all it's going to take is for them to be faster than the number two, and it's over. It's ball game. Because Nico Hardman, if he's not covered by one of the better dudes, he'll just run by everybody. Uh, but they said Miko Hardman, a lot of people, I mean, the story's coming out that Miko Hardman was faster than Tyreek Hill. Some people said he is. You know, he is faster than Tyreek. You know, there were there were stories coming out that he's he's beaten Tyreek Hill in races before. So I just I'm just saying now. Uh, he doesn't have the hands that Tyreek Hill has, so far from it. Yeah, so that that's the difference. You I can mean, develop that though. You can, uh, you can yeah, absolutely. That. absolutely. Right. So, I, yeah. Listen, let's let's you know let's not shit on a guy before the season, and we still got a whole draft. So and I think see what happens. I think Tyreek Hill, if he, if he's not the best, he's the second or third best route runner in all of football. I mean, Amari Cooper's right there. I mean, he's an amazing route. Probably runner. him, Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson yeah. probably in there too. Yeah. So, but. He's right know, there's there. a lot of good receivers that run a lot of good routes. It would be hard for me to to choose any of them because you can throw Godwin and Evans in yep. that mix. You can, you think, you, can you, throw think, Ad, you can throw Adam Thielen in that mix. You think if we right? put a you, can, you think if we put a candy bar in the uh, the end zone, Tyler could be a good route runner. <laughs> dude, are you kidding? 
You'd need more than one candy bar. <laughs> no, he, no t- Tyler, Tyler would uh, r- run his route, run out of the end zone, and then to the vending machine in the stadium. <laughs> I, 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 already, I already told you what his favorite beverage was. What was that? It's, it's three Big Macs in a blender to make a smoothie. Oh, God. <laughs> he, was, he, he was just going back and forth yesterday with this whole jet. It's like, dude, you just hate... It, 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 it when the teams that you hate, you just hate them, and the teams that you love, you'll they can't do any wrong. The Rangers could do no wrong, no matter what because they do. He's stupid. Why do you waste time with him? He's stupid. I, I I mean, when I asked him, I said, "What did you think about the Braun movie?" He's like, "Fantastic move by the Rangers." And I asked Speedy, he's like, "That's ah, all right. It's, it's not- a good move. It's not like a like game changer. He's an older guy. I think I think he's like a second or third pair defenseman. I like it for the leadership. I'm not going to trust him to be like a world class guy." He's like, hey, look out! Look out! Cook out! The Bruins are coming. Yeah, they are. No, they're only, what were they, two points behind the Lightning tonight? I told you. And by so, the way, Jeff. Sorry, they, sorry by, they beat the Lightning and moved ahead. Oh, okay. There you go. By the oh, way, by the way, by nice. the way, Jeff, just so we get back at it, uh, when they were com- almost completely out or they were the eighth seed, you said there was no chance in hell they were going to have a good season this year. I said, you watch. The second half of the season, the Bruins yeah, are going to move on. You know, they're, yeah, they're, I, listen, they were playing some awful Hockey. And I told you, I told you they're going to they're they're much better than their record shows. And look at them and now. They beat, and they beat the Lightning tonight with no Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, well, it's probably the best center besides McDavid in all of uh, all of hockey. So, well, I wouldn't you know, listen. It depends on what you're looking. Dude, for. I hate the Boston Bruins for me complimenting Bergeron. No, Ber- no, no, no. Bergeron well, and, no, because there's no way Bergeron can compare with McDavid. I didn't say ability and score. But he's a two-way guy. He's a two. He's a two-way right. player. I didn't. I didn't say he's anywhere, in McDavid. But I think he's the second best center in the league. I, I think he, he does everything right. He can win faceoffs. Listen, can, he can score. Can we also have another discussion about an Islander player that I think should win the Lady Bing. Oh. No, no bullshit. Oh. I think he should win the Lady Bing oh. every year for sportsmanship. Oh, Zidane Chara. He, he, dude, honestly, the dude's a thousand years old. And no one will still fight him. Zidane Chara, and this is why he should win for sportsmanship every year. Zidane Chara can literally rip every player limb from limb in the NHL, and every night he just chooses not to. That's a sportsman. <laughs> Either that or fire is a 107-mile-an-hour shot. Listen, he's lost the step, and he's slowing down, and this is probably He'll be a Bruin next year. He'll be a Bruin next but, year. He will not be a Bruin next year. Hmm. I think they, they, listen, they had a choice to keep him. They saw what was coming. They don't want it. Right. And they won't have the room. They just got the. Uh, Hampus went home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But well, by the way, that. great move. by Zidane Star could, yeah. could kill everyone in the league with his bare hands. And he's just like, ah, I'll let you live. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again. Just wait. Just wait for the one game. That uh, Barry Trotz is behind the bench and he treats it like gladiator and he gives the dude the <laughs> thumbs down and you watch Sara kill him. <laughs> oh man! Snug says, "What if Pat Mahomes starts throwing passes to Pat Mahomes? Boom, my mind's blown." Yeah, we'll see. Maybe that's a step of being Brett Favre, and then uh, hell, I could run perfect routes for cupcakes. No, I could see him doing. Do you want to? Do you want me to tell you why the Chiefs are going to finish probably last in their division? Why is that? Because I think the Chargers are finally going to win. I think the Chargers are on to something. Yeah, I do I too. would say the Raiders are second. I would put the Broncos third. 
And I think the Chiefs are going to have a disastrous year between Juju Smith-Schuster and Jackson Mahomes making TikToks together. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, God. Yeah, the, the, I don't know. I, I think all three teams are going to make the playoffs. I think all three teams are going to get all three teams besides the winning of the division is going to make it as a wild card team. That's not going to happen. All right. It depends on how much they cancel each other out, too, because we've seen some inflated AFC Wests where That's exactly what's going to happen. That's yeah, like exactly the Chiefs, have, the Chiefs have consistently even when other teams had top teams outside of the Broncos when they had Peyton Manning, like the chiefs have always dominated the rest of the division opponents. And then even when the, and even when the chargers had their playoff year, the Chiefs still swept them. They won that big game late in the season. And even the Raiders last year too, the chiefs throttled the Raiders and the Raiders were a playoff team. So I would, I would be willing to bet that it's going to be the four division winners, two other uh, AFC West teams, whoever doesn't win the division, like you said, and then probably a second AFC East team because I think either the Patriots or Dolphins will get a wild card spot and the Bills will probably still win the division. But that's the other reason I think the Chiefs, they have to really do well with hitting on these picks or making these other players happy because the Chiefs aren't the balanced team like the Chargers are and like the Broncos are. So they're going to have to be able to, one, not only hit on all these draft picks at once and make it work, but also, two, try to satisfy some of these other players to try to get them to stay there, too, because the Chiefs were more in position like the Rams were, where they were more star-driven, and now it's going to be harder in this kind of more balanced division to make that kind of thing work. So that's why I didn't really like the trade. Even though they got the draft picks, they still have to make it work and get these other players that haven't worked developed. You were talking about Hardman has had trouble developing. Look at somebody like Hilaire, too, as a first-round pick on that offense. Their offensive line's been very good so far, too, so if they can keep that together intact, they could work, but they still have a lot of holes to fill on defense, too, and in that secondary, especially if they don't bring back Honey Badger, too, so they got to make that kind of things work. Yeah, they have to make that, they they got the good value to make it work, I'm just saying that's why the suddenty of the trade, I still don't love it, because if they don't if they don't, or they fail to get all these guys they're rumored for, it's going to be very hard for them to compete in terms of I don't know about necessarily making the playoffs, but in terms of winning that division, because that division is really balanced now all at once. And it's not going to be easy with the depth of the other divisions, too. Like you were saying, don't sleep on the AFC North either in terms of getting multiple playoff teams in there, too, because the Ravens are back healthy. Ravens are back healthy. Yeah, but they almost made the playoffs with like three running backs hurt, three corners hurt, and their entire offensive line hurt. So I would say they would have still a strong chance. The Bengals will still be good. I don't see them have a big-time Super Bowl hangover. Mm. So you might get two teams out of that. They're getting better. They're actually getting an offensive line. Yeah, no, they they got really good offensive linemen to fill out the rest of that line. No elite guys, but still good guys. And it's still – that's all you need in today's game. You just don't want to have any holes. Look at the Rams. The Rams don't really have, like, an elite – one elite offensive lineman. They just had a lot of good ones, and it worked together to make that kind of thing work. I mean, outside of the Buccaneers and the Eagles, which all had had elite ones, that's been most of those teams that just had – that one Super Bowl just had steadily good offensive lines. Look, there's going to – you know, we're kind of overlooking another thing that's actually funny because we're talking about the teams that are getting good and their buyers and this and that and all that. They should be good. Out of this whole, like only one team can come out of the AFC and only one team's going to win the right. Super Bowl, right? right? Mm-hmm. So chances are we're going to be talking about three out of the four teams in the AFC West being just major disappointments. Oh, look at this sure. team. They loaded up and they still suck. Mm-hmm. You're right. And that's why as good as Tyreek Hill could, you know, maybe give them an extra win. I, I don't think it's going to really change where Miami is going to be this year. Because I, I also know. think there could be a discrepancy 
I like McDaniel as a coach, but I still think there could be some growing pains with him, too. Because Brian Flores, you look at the instant impact he made on that team. That team was, like you were saying all the time, Jeff, actively tanking for Tua. And they were competitive at the end of the year. They won five games. They beat some good teams. The next year, they almost made the playoffs. So there definitely is an effect there that will be lost, too dropping off the coach and also how much did he really help that defense too yeah there's some talent on it Xavier Howard's a great corner um Minka Fitzpatrick when he was there but then he got traded and then they still had other guys that worked but a lot of those guys are either gone or were system fits so will that defense be the same too is another question that they have to worry about paying 30 million dollars a year to Tyree Kill 72 guaranteed and will they be able to make that kind of thing work because Chris Greer hasn't really drafted well either a lot of those guys were Flores fits that just worked in that defense right but they haven't really lost anyone on defense either and the defense was what saved them last year like if you go back to last yeah, year sure Tua couldn't move the ball there was a lot of three and outs and that was a lot yeah. of the problem that they had so I don't think the defense is going to be an issue I think they're still going to be pretty good maybe not maybe not great but definitely not terrible it depends on how how well their pass rushers are because that's always been the, the weakness they always had a good secondary and Brian Flores was always good at making the linebackers and the run defense work in that system just coming just coming the way the Patriots always had good linebackers and stuff like that. But the pass rush was always something they were lacking that one guy, kind of like the, what the Bills did before they were had Von Miller. And don't forget about the AFC North because you have the Bengals there. They've gotten a lot better. That offensive line's gotten a lot better. They added Collins and added uh, somebody else. Ted Karras. Ted Karras to that offensive line. By the way, they still have a draft. They could, they could actually get another offensive lineman to really mm-hmm. solidify that offensive line. So the Bengals will be better this year. Uh, they did you lose Osama. I mean, he goes to the Jets. So uh, I mean, I'm just saying he was a big part, of, an intricate part of their offense this year. Um, I mean, but you'll be able to find a tight end. Yeah, no I'm, I'm just saying you lost an intricate part of their offense and a leader in their locker room. Um, and uh, also Pittsburgh and, and the Browns with Deshaun Watson. Uh, the, the Browns are still fairly a very good team. They added a better quarterback. Maybe uh, the Browns are going to be fighting for that playoff spot too. So the AFC is loaded. It, it is loaded this year. Now, next year could be different. I mean, obviously the the NFC could boost up their their division too, but with a couple of trades or something like that. Just because Russell Wilson came here and. And somebody, by the way, I, I agree with you. I think the LA Chargers are coming. They're, 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 I believe with all the acquisitions they made this year, I think they're, they're on to something as well. I think they're going to be dangerous. I, and they're my Super Bowl uh, surprise in the AFC this year. I think, uh, you know, how you pick a, pick a team that could surprise everybody. I'm, I'm waiting to make a pick until after I see I didn't what say they're going to go. They're my surprise team that could go to the Super Bowl. I didn't say that they're my team that I'm, I believe is going to the Super Bowl. But they're definitely a team that can make this. I don't trust their coach. Talent-wise, who's better than the Chargers right now? He's probably still the second-best coach in the division, though, if you're judging that. Josh McDaniels, do you trust him? And then we'll see with Hackett how good he is with the Broncos. Yeah, but I'm talking about uh, as far as the – you know the AFC coaching. He's not really that. good. Well, no, coach. he's still new. He did. A, he's a. He's a guy that's very analytic driven. He's very aggressive. He's going into his second season. Can we cut the guy? I, I like him. I think he did a lot of good things in the first half of the season that stole some wins that they weren't supposed to have. That surprised me. They actually were. They actually were better at winning close games. I think after the bye week is where it started to go downhill for the Chargers, where they were kind of they were beating who. They were beating some good teams, but it wasn't as consistent, and they were kind of meddling in that race. Once the Chiefs got back into that division, I think once at that point they were kind of shell shocked. They thought that maybe they were content or whatever, but I don't think they were as like drastically like doing these crazy things. And then they have these duds at the end of the season too. 
uh, the games they should win. So I think after that, I still think Staley's a good coach. I think his defensive scheme still was good. It's just a matter of can he take that next step in terms of the uh, comparison to the other experienced coaches, not just in the division, but also the AFC, too. If they have to compete with the Ravens, if they have to compete with the Patriots, if they have to face Bill Belichick, will he be able to outsmart those guys and make some kind of things The Patriots work? are not going to be good next year. Just They might not. They might not. I'm just giving examples of experienced coaches that are going to be up there in terms of a potential late season or a playoff matchup that's going to be important for them because the, the AFC is going to knock each other out in some facets. Like Every team's capable of winning double digit games, but not doesn't mean every team will. I, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think the AFC, obviously, uh, it's going to be harder for these AFC teams to come out and go to the Super Bowl next year. I mean, this coming season. I, I think it's easier in the NFC when you look at the talent that's out there. there there's really only four teams that really right. stand out to you where you're going to say, I guarantee if you pick four... The four teams, everybody will pick the four teams that are probably going to be fighting and have an opportunity to win. It's, it's the, the three NFC, NFC West teams, the Buccaneers. And that's really like the only guarantees, you would say. And then it's just the Rams, rest of them are San always. Francisco, right, Buccaneers. NFC West and, and the, Arizona. And, and, the, and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, and Green Bay. Yeah, okay. So five that's teams. It. And then, yeah, then you're judging with two crapshoots. That's why I'm saying you're probably going to have another 10 I don't team. know. You're, you're leaving one out. Who? The it's, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, every God, year they should go. Please. This is their year. This is their year. I tell you this. Cowboys fans. Tyler, like, that's the funniest thing, too, because Tyler's the dumbest non-Cowboys fan I know. Uh, watch out for the Washington Commanders, too, this year. Their defense is good. They have a quarterback now. Uh, they have a wide receiver. Maybe they make a move. I heard they're going to go after another wide receiver in this year's draft. Yeah. They have Smith. Maybe they make a move to try to get Williams because, uh, you know, uh, another Alabama guy. Don't sleep well, on Philly Eagles either. Not, I mean, not, that's the Eagles, not Washington. Don't, don't I mean, sleep on Philly either. Yeah. If they draft another wide receiver that can come in and mirror Devontae Smith, they could mm-hmm. be dangerous too. They got three first-round picks. They need a couple middle of the field with their defense, but the rest of their team is pretty set. They're just older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad <laughs> thing. No, Look, I, they, made, you know. they made the playoffs with a very sketchy right. team last uh-huh. year. No one thought they were any good last year, and they yeah. made the playoffs. So. Right, and they have they have good veteran leadership still there. They brought back Fletcher Cox, and they still have some of it on the offensive line too, which is not going to make those areas necessarily. What worries that me about the quarterback? That's that's what worries. Sure, me. sure, but he, it's not like he was. Yeah, he wasn't great at making every throw. He's not a well-rounded thrower of the football, but he was good late in games. He wasn't. He wasn't overly turnover prone either. So at least you could like that. The running game is what's going to be very interesting. I'm now, team wise, they were good because of Hurts, but the actual backs were inconsistent. I'm surprised that the the Philadelphia Eagles haven't reached out to the Browns and talk about Baker Mayfield because that's another. That, that's another option, you know. Uh, to go Why would you want Baker Mayfield? Jalen Hurts is probably better than Baker Mayfield at this point. I, I don't. I don't know about that, but the other thing too is maybe they don't want to risk it with the injury because the Eagles, as good as they might be uh, in talent wise in certain areas, they have. All, there seems like there are guys have a ripple of injuries every year, and they should be better than they are. So I don't know if you want to risk that again with another quarterback type thing, especially since what you just dealt with with Wentz. You want a guy that's a little more durable at least. And not for nothing, I hate myself for saying this, but Errol and I did talk about yes. this yesterday off air. Dude, the Giants could win 11 games and get in the playoffs next year. They can. They, pro- the they, they probably have one of the worst schedules I've ever seen easiest. in my life. He means easiest, what he's saying. Their schedule is set up for them to win. If they it's is- ridiculous. 
You know, it, it, but uh, what scares me about the Giants is they don't really they don't have any offensive talent. So, you know, yeah. besides they have Tony. a bunch of offensive talent. They got Tony. Galladay's right? good if he can stay healthy. Kadarius Tony's pretty good. Saquon Barkley's he's still gone. There. He'll be if, gone before listen, the draft. Listen, if they can if they can just draft an offensive line that could give Daniel Jones any kind of time so that the offense could stay on the field, they could actually be pretty good. They could be pretty good. Their defense is already good. In some areas, yes. but they're all it's it, the Giants are in a team where that has a bunch of two first round draft picks. They have two first round draft picks, dude. But again, this is the problem with what you guys do in some areas. Like you guys are playing fucking Madden, thinking that you're going to have every position. Look at what is going on in the league. You can't afford everything. Look at what's happening with Kansas City and Green Bay and all these other places. You can only afford so much. So every team is going to be lacking in some area. That being so, said, though, the, the not a lot of "quote unquote" rebuilding teams are as much as going through as much as the cap issues as the Giants were. Jacksonville had money, Houston had money, teams like the Jets had money. Teams that were in the bottom of the draft, most of them had money. The Giants had to deal with a lot of negative salary cap and were, were only able to get ma- a couple free agents. But it's not going to matter. Every team in the league is going to be lacking somewhere. And all it's going to take sure. is for you to exploit that area and see if they can defend it. No, that's, that's how the, you beat teams. Yeah, the Giants are in the more of a top-heavy approach, too, because all their talent, interior defensive line, they're fine. They still have a pretty decent secondary, assuming they don't trade James Bradbury. It's just a lot of the other areas are just It bad. looks like they are trading. Right, James which, Bradbury. again, is understandable considering a Dory Jackson's contract and also considering they have a bunch of young DBs on their roster already. But the thing is, a lot of these other teams at least have some level of, all right, I can trust this guy to at least be decent. Whereas the Giants have a lot of, like, really untrustworthy guys like that offensive line, like their edge rushing. Outside of Ojolari, they don't have much. And they have two first-round draft picks where they can add an edge rusher right there, and they can add an offensive uh, offensive line help. They're drafting an offensive lineman, no matter what, at number five. Yeah, they have to. They're going at an offensive line. And they should probably use both draft picks to draft two linemen. I said that, too. But I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go defensive line. They're going to go one offensive line and one defensive line. I expect them to get a pass rusher. I no. mean, that team's only go, that team's only going to be successful if they draft offensive linemen. That's their biggest need. And right. by the way, it's five needs because it's right tackle, right guard, yeah. center. You know, like left guard. It's everyone. Yeah. Yes, and right. I, so yeah, go ahead. So that you know, like when you go offensive line is a need. No. What's your need? Is it center? Is it guard? Is it tackle? What What's the need? It's everything outside of Andrew Thomas. Right, but that's what I'm saying, though, is so it's not like, oh, we can draft one and this will be fine and then oh, we'll no. get an ed- edge rusher or something. No, they, they, they have four needs up front. Right. They, but, also, you know, like, they also need a pass rusher, too, Jeff. And if, right, but they, there's other rounds other than the first. Right, but I, I think what it – the Giants, do, they have a second. They don't have a third or something like that. No, they, they have they have two fourths. They don't have a third. Right. And the Giants don't have, like, the large amounts of draft capital overall outside of the two firsts like a lot of these other rebuilding teams, too. Because remember, the Jets had all those extra draft picks. You saw Jacksonville have all those extra draft picks. Miami, when they were bad, when they were rebuilding, got all those extra draft Kansas picks. Kansas City has a lot of extra Well, Kansas draft. City does now. I'm talking about the, the teams that were They're bad. loaded. I mean, for a team that was in the AFC Title game, and now, yes, they lost Tyreek Hill, and they might not have the Honey Badger, but they can really rebuild with the picks they have this year. You have, you, you know, and, and yeah. not for nothing, there's actually an interesting kind of monkey wrench in the draft this year, right? Is mm-hmm. because 
listen, we were all talking about David Ojabo as being you know, easily yeah. a top 15 pick, maybe a top 10 pick, whatever. Taryn is him blowing out Him blowing out his Achilles, right, is like... Second, yeah. He'll be not, a second round right. pick. So now how far does he fall? And can you just say, screw it, we don't care if he plays this year. We'll take him I and think, let him sit for a year. I and, think, and I said this, I, I said this, not because I'm a... If, if somehow Ojabo is still on that, on that board in the second... Uh, in the second round, I, I you gotta take him. I you think the Jets. I think the Jets will s- scoop him up. The problem is, I don't think he's gonna get that far because there's enough good teams that draft late right. that don't need a ton that right. could afford to say, you know, like you know, swing for the fences. Draft him. Yeah, right. Well, just draft him and just not play him at all this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, but, I, but if he falls out of the first round, I, the oh, Jets, the, the, I think someone's going to get a value. Someone's going to get a value. Yes, there's a couple of guys that are the, the kid from um, the kid from Georgia, who obviously right now uh, with the sex scandal. Oh, has, Anderson, yeah, Anderson. Right. Will, he he'll I now I think teams he won't he's be in. Not, he's not getting drafted. You don't think he'll get drafted? I think he will. No, no, he's not getting drafted. What's going on with that right now? Has anybody looked that up? What's no, going on? He's not that? getting drafted. He the course the 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 case hasn't gone to court yet. You're not drafting someone to watch them get convicted of rape. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the other scenario too is what's his first name? Adam. The Adam other, Anderson. Yeah. The other first scenario too, going back to Ajabo too, is whichever team ends up getting Hutchinson in that top three too. Errol was saying it probably will end up being the Jaguars. That's what I'm hearing. Maybe they trade back into the first round too to reunite the two teammates together too to make it easier for them to develop as a whole too. Now, Jacksonville also already has Josh Allen, so maybe they're less likely, but Detroit, I think, definitely can't rule it out if they get Hutchinson too. And the Texans need everything, so they need to try something and at least to maybe get that kind of thing to work. And we're seeing that too with a lot of these, uh, these other teams drafting mutual colleges too. More on offense, but still you want to see it on defense too to make the chemistry a little easier especially for these guys coming into the league Uh, um former uga football player accused of rape cleared by court to attend georgia pro day so i think he's going to get drafted i just don't i I don't think he's going to be drafted in the first two or three rounds but somebody's going to draft this kid I, i i would i would absolutely take a flyer on this kid because one way or another He's going to get off these rape charges. I, I'm telling you. And and and. And what if he doesn't? I, what I I'll take a chance drafting as my fourth round pick. I would take a chance. He's that good. So I I would absolutely take a flyer on him. I mean the Jets have two fourth round draft picks. Why not? Why not take a flyer on him? If if they, if he if he fails, Jets have three fourth round draft picks. They got the Vikings one too. I mean don't. Yeah. I mean I mean this is I mean. But this is the exact – it's probably worse, right? And I realize there's another grand jury for the Deshaun Watson thing. But right. the, what do you think was holding up the whole Deshaun Watson thing? They wanted to see if there was charges being brought against him. And then, dude, he was untouchable because of that. Like, un- he, was, he was absolutely a nuclear waste at that point. You don't think Adam Anderson is the same thing? Yeah, but what if he runs a 40 and, like, 4-8, 4-7? Not going to matter. All right, we'll see. I, I, he, he may get drafted, but that would be just – it would be so – the PR nightmare that would be for a team to say I take we don't it. care about rape. Yeah. No, but I, we don't know if he definitely raped the girl. So why why not just draft him, let him sit, and see what happens? And and then if, if everything works out the way – the value, the value of the – you drafted a first-round talent in the fourth or fifth no, round. There's no doubt he's a great football player, but – 
you know, the other thing that happens is character matters. Do you want to draft a kid that has that, that on his record? All right. Well, if I was a team, I, I again, if I'm drafting him in the fourth or fifth round, I, I would take a flyer on him. I, I take a chance. I would take a chance on this kid. Just as much as I take a chance with a Jabo. A Jabo, obviously, he didn't do rape. He tore his Achilles, and that's a significant injury. I, I, I think he falls out of the first round. And the first four or five picks, somebody's got to draft him. You can't have a, a first-round top 15 talent fall in the second round and you not draft him. You know, I maybe the Jaguars draft him in. That's what I was saying. Round. The scenario, if somehow they, they get Hutchinson number one, they trade back into the first round to steal him so they get the teammates back together too. And that scenario could apply to any one of those top three teams that would draft Hutchinson in that case. But like Jeff was saying, I think a lot of the playoff teams too might do it as a gamble luxury. If he doesn't play this year, he might come back later in the season. We don't know what the timetable recovery is, but being that it just happened on his pro day last week, it's going to likely be this season too. Cause usually the, it's an eight, nine month recovery period where, again, I mean, do we even, do we even know when his court hearing, when his court case is Anderson? Yeah. Uh, so let me see. Well, you look that up. Uh, Snook says maybe hell, maybe Chara should get a Nobel prize for world peace. The Browns will ruin Watson like the Jets did to Mark Sanchez and the Dallas Cowboys. This is their year. Yes, it's always their year, and yet they never win a playoff game. They have the same amount of conference championship appearances in the 21st century as the Washington football team. I mean, that has to say a lot. Well, he has a $25,000 bond, which is not – I mean, if if his bond, his bail was a lot more than that, I would be worried. 25000 is not a lot of money, so I, I'm just – I, I obviously don't think that this is as serious as everybody thinks. I, I think it's somewhere, Jeff. I think it's somewhere in September or August. They're saying it's oh, I, w- I would because I just looked it up too. I would keep scrolling because uh, it says Adam Anderson granted bond. Second accuser comes forward, so it's not only just that. There's another mm. person accusing him of rape. Yeah, that won't help them. Yeah, so there's a second accuser now that will uh, create either a different case or yeah, a whole different witness or something like that. Or but yeah, so that'll de- either delay it a lot more or extend it. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't bode well for a team trying it to gamble does on not, that. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that it doesn't bode well for him? I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, that this dude's nuclear. You can't touch this dude. Yeah, and that... he's a great football player, but clearly a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I, you know, I mean, you know, listen. The Patriots drafted. Um, oh God, what was the dude's name? He played for Nebraska. Christian. Um, he drafted Aaron Hernandez, but, but that's my case in that one. Right, but he wasn't. You know what's funny about that too? Because everyone's like, "Oh, they shouldn't." He wasn't accused of anything at the time. If you go back and remember, the big thing about his uh, falling in the draft was because he smoked marijuana. Uh, Jeff, is it Christian Peter, the one you're thinking of? Christian Peters, that's what it is. He he, they uh, he beat up a girl or something in at, but when he was at Nebraska. Well, the great and um, and uh, yeah, accused of assaulting Patriots four draft- women while playing at Nebraska within 48 right. hours. Patriot, pa- right? Patriots drafted him, and then it came out that, and they took him in like the fourth round. I think it was. I think it was exactly a fourth fifth round. round. Fifth round pick. Fifth round. Yeah, 1996. Right. So fifth rounder. And that came out the day after they drafted him. The Patriots were had to cut him because of the shit storm. Yeah, that was, and then apparently like, the Giants signed him after that. 
Yeah. Right, dude. You're, no one's going to be able to touch Adam Anderson. I, I'd, I'd be stunned if someone's crazy enough to draft him. You'd be stunned, huh? Unless it's the Cowboys. I, oh, well, that's par for the course in Dallas, though. You, you don't get to be a member of the Cowboys unless you're ridden on the plane with Nate Newton as he's stuffing bales of marijuana into the overhead bin. With Michael Urban as he's doing lines of cocaine. You know, with, with you don't get to join the Cowboys unless you take one car ride with Josh Brent. Oh, yes. Oh, that still was uh, your uh, your fantasy football name. I remember oh, a yeah. couple of years ago. It was funny. Yeah. Josh Brent's Josh, driving school. I forgot about that. Josh Brent's driving school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and just full confession, uh, it's only a ripoff of my uh, – uh, my fantasy hockey uh, league team name from like a decade ago when I, when I used Danny Heatley's driving school. Oh, God. <laughs> but, right, but this, uh, but that, he, he'd be, you know, like, listen, he'd be perfect for the Cowboys. Like, it, it, it honestly took, think about all, like, even for the Cowboys, think about what it honestly took for them to, to cut Greg Hardy. They, they knew all about the, the stuff that he did. And they described it to him, and the Cowboys were still like, ah, that's fine. And they only cut him once the pictures of her face came out. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it, three years, four years later, they also signed Alden Smith, too, after all he did off the field, too. Like, well, Alden different... Smith, I think, was just DUIs and drinking too much. He had, like, three whatever. different instances, though, too. And, all right, uh, Dallas, uh, here you go. Uh, come on down. Right, but he's not killing people. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not comparing the two incidents. I'm just, I'm lobbying the fact of Dallas, like, all right, yeah, you don't care. Yep, yeah. come on in. Yep, come on in. Yeah, we, don't, that, we, right. we don't care what you did in the past. The Raiders used right, to be like that, too. And they've started to be a little less like that. Even though with the uh, even besides the Henry Ruggs thing, well, I mean, listen, they cut him immediately. Is what they, you know what I'm saying? Right, pretty right. fast, right. But the Cowboys are the team that just doesn't seem to care, right? Yeah, you know, and, and and the league, honestly, the league doesn't help because the the same thing with the Greg Hardy thing and the Cowboys is the exact same thing that happened to to Ray Rice. They were like, oh, well, he punched this girl in the face. And they were like, ah, that's fine. Two games. And then when you, they, the video came out, they were like, all right, two, it's got to be more than two games. What do you, what do you guys think they, about this? What do you guys think about? I'm sorry to cut you off. What do you think about this mandate thing here in New York? I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of people are really upset about this, especially uh, the fact that a lot of people lost their jobs. Now all of a sudden these athletes are uh, having the opportunity. Kyrie Irving's going to be playing home games now. And they still have a job, but uh, there's a ton of people, 1,800 people here in New York that lost their jobs because they didn't get the shots. They yeah. didn't get their vaccination. And they were saying athletes and performers, too. So I guess musicians. I mean, how do you guys feel? I know, that. Jeff, I know you're more of a liberal, so I know how you feel about it. But, right, but, but here, here's the thing. The rules are the rules. So right. now the rules have changed, so it's fine, right? I mean, they changed the rules because of what was going on, and you had a choice. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was, and you made your choice. So I don't feel bad for anyone. You made a choice. <laughs> hey, Carl finally joins in the comment section. Meanwhile, Michigan just missed another layup, <laughs> and uh, Watson hanging off to hunt the all civil suit squad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'll sit yeah, Watson, here. Watson's not out of the woods either. They just convened no. a second grand jury for him. Yeah, he's not going to be uh, no criminal laws. Nothing criminal. Also false. Two grand juries. That have already said that he they're, they're not convicting him to uh, also 
also false. You don't know what's going on then. Uh, I just, just looked say, it up. Just say I admit. I don't know. No, I just looked it up. Is, what's happening is they convened a jury in one county, and, and the incidents that happened in that county, because there's also a thing called jurisdiction, right? right? So I can't, you know, if I do something in New York, I don't get in trouble for it in Tampa. The New York police have to come after me. And so right now, another grand jury has been convened in another county in Texas. Then why does it say second Texas grand jury declines to indict Brown's quarterback, Deshaun Watson, on criminal charges? It's indict, if you could read. Indict, whatever. Right? No, the the grand jury just got convened, like, yesterday. They just brought it together. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for them. You know, who knows what's going to happen with this dude? Well, he's, he's probably He's probably not out of the woods yet. No, he I might be out of the way. He might be out of the woods in Harris County, but I, I don't know what what county the, the other one is in. But they just got it together. So he still could go to prison. Yeah. You wonder if that's the, the last one. I don't one know, either, but we'll he say. still could. Yeah. It might not be the last one either with the other. Like you said, the other jurisdictions, too. If they well, but don't you think the Browns did their investigation before they gave Deshaun Watson a contract like that? Right, because we know how well NFL teams do investigations, right? No, but obviously, uh, Jeff, nobody's giving uh, a player $250 million unless they're pretty damn sure he's not going to jail. I'm pretty damn sure that they didn't really care because I'm sure that there's a clause in that contract that says if he goes to prison, we don't have to pay you shit. <laughs> Now, here's the other thing, too. Now, I like the Browns' front office. The GM, I think, is very good, and I, I Stefan he's good as a coach, like making that kind of thing work, but also the ownership, too. They're still dumb and don't know what they're doing a lot of the time. So I, I wouldn't trust it past the Browns if they didn't do their research. Right, so it's not, it's not going to matter because in, that's the whole thing. You're, you're like, oh, don't you think they gave them that money? No, no. well, th- there's rules in the NFL. If you go to prison, the team doesn't have to pay you. Mm. So right. not much to say about this uh, this mandate situation because I, 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 you know, I know a lot of people that are very upset about it, very upset about it. Oh, well, yeah. you had a choice. You made a choice. That's what it was. You made a choice. Well, why I mean, is it, why is it that these athletes are going to have the opportunity to play this season on a basketball court and they never got the vaccination? And there are people that lost their jobs here in New York, and they can't get their jobs now that it's it's taken off. It, there's no mandate uh, forcing you to have to, you have to get the, had the a vaccine. Everyone had a choice. Kyrie had a choice, and he sat. He just waited it out. Those people that lost their jobs, they had a choice. They get the vaccine or sit and wait it out or go and get another job. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't – like no one has a right to that job. You don't own that job. Carl says right, it, so it's it is what it is. You got a choice. You made a choice. Everyone has to live with the consequences. Carl says if Ridley got a full season suspension for gambling, even if Watson only faces civil suits, will he get suspended six, six games? Six games definitely. at the minimum, right now. Definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely. And that's why if I were the Browns right now, I wouldn't trade Baker Mayfield. I'd hold on to him. You franchise them. Uh, if if Deshaun Watson does come back this year or he does get suspended for a certain amount of time, you have Baker. Baker plays well, then you. You could trade him for a higher, you know, a higher stake, yeah. you know, at the trade deadline. So I would hold on to Baker, even if Baker doesn't want to be there. Hold on to him. He's still making $25 million. You know that he's not going to be there for the long haul, but nobody wants him right now. And he is still going to start in the beginning of the season as the starting quarterback for the Browns because we all know 
Deshaun Watson will not be starting this year in the beginning of the season. Also, we'll give out time for the recovery for that shoulder. I know it's the non-throwing shoulder, but still, you definitely want a healthier guy where probably right now you're not going to get a first-round pick. You might get a second-round pick, depending on the desperation of the particular team, just to get a franchise quarterback. You will get a first if he starts the season That's what I'm saying. Performance-based. I don't even know if it's the team record as much as it's his growth as a quarterback, too, because you want to see his stats. The Browns might be 2-3, and three and he'll still look good as him statistically, and a team will say, alright, I could take it on with a better scheme or a better offensive talent around him, because yes, the Browns have a lot of talent on the whole roster. I think they've really built a nice team but they're still not really a passing team. They're still if more of a running If he plays team. well, the team wins, dude. Sure. I, I agree mean, with that. I think it's most right, likely to happen, but I still think they could still get a trade. Let's say they are th- two and three. They lost a tough one against the Ravens. They lost a tough one against, I don't know, the, I don't know, the, the Raiders or something like that. And I'm not going to hold that against Baker Mayfield if he plays well type thing. Right, but it's also not going to matter because you have to – there's no way they can hold on to Baker Mayfield and try to go into the season with him because he can make their life a living nightmare. Who's to Possibly, say Baker doesn't yeah. – no, no, definitely. Who's to say how good Baker Mayfield feels, right? All you're doing is setting yourself up for another Antonio Brown situation where he can just go, it hurts to throw, I can't throw. It just yeah. hurts to throw. I yeah. can't do it. You're absolutely right, but you want to get something for Baker Mayfield. You're not going to drop him. You're not going to waive him. I, I, I hold better, on to. I hold on to. It's better than him. keeping him on your. T- it's better than keeping him on your team and having him be a distraction, pulling the whole. Oh, I don't feel good. Thing. I don't. The think only he's way that, that would player. I don't think he's that type of player. I think the only way that would happen is if they have another signing in place, like a good signing of another position. Too. Plus, like it, plus with with Baker Mayfield and and Jeff, you know this. Baker Mayfield's still fairly young. He wants to play more. He wants to play more in his career in the NFL. He's not going right, to put but, himself out there where teams are not going to want to bring him in. Right, but his value is what his value is right now. And if he were to play hurt, if, if he were to like not play well because he's hurt or whatever, still that hurts his value. It and might. Then, it, then it, maybe no one. It's wants gonna. It. It's going to hurt his value for sure if that happens. Nobody wants. But that's him the now. chance you take. Now, here's the other thing to judge too. If the Browns make a trade with him involved in it, and they might even go after another position too. Maybe maybe all these receivers that are being dangled around. Cleveland just traded for Mario Cooper, but also still has twenty million dollars in salary cap. Maybe they take on another receiver. They, they could include Baker in that kind of trade. Maybe again, maybe they trade for extra draft picks to make that kind of thing work. But again, the other scenario is other teams might have these injuries to make that work where they might say, okay, we want to gamble on a team, a quarterback to win now. Or maybe even Baker isn't a quarterback competition, too, with another one of those fringe quarterbacks, too. You were mentioning Miami earlier as a possibility for that with now trading for Tyree Kill. If Tua gets hurt, Baker's a much better insurance policy or Baker even starts over Tua, too. I mean that's not going to happen because they're not. Gonna I don't be think it is either, but I I don't think it is either. But I'm just saying it's a possibility if the, if it gets so bad where the Browns aren't going to be able to move them, they still might Miami might say, all right, we'll trade you a third round pick. I'll take a flyer on him type thing at that price where it might that might work for them if they can get other things situated. I don't think they should or will go after that kind of thing because they need a lot on that <laughs> offensive line, and I still have some questions with that defense. He would cause more problems than he's worth. They need to get rid of him before the draft. Which seems like the most likely scenario. It just, I don't know what the value is at this point because of the unknown with the injury too. Yes, it might be catastrophic where it could get a lot worse. And the Browns are in good position where they can make that kind of gamble if they want to, I guess, not necessarily sell short, but 
be content with the fact you're not going to get a first round pick. And that's what's going to make the dilemma very hard, especially if the Steelers are the team that's the leader for him. Now, I know you mentioned Seattle as well as a team that could push for him if they want to try to maybe have one more good year of Pete Carroll. Not that I think it's Carolina, anyway. Car- Carolina in the mix. Carolina is still in the mix too. The question is what kind of draft stock do they have? Because they have traded their second already for Sam Darnold. And, are they going to want to spend that they're money going, elsewhere on another quarterback? They're going in scene with Sam Don- in season with Sam Donald, as they should, I think. So do I. They gave up two. They gave up a second and a fourth. I gave they they gave up high picks. Right. They weren't. It wasn't uh, like middle of the pack second round picks. Yeah. They gave up an early second round pick and an early fourth round pick for Sam Donald. Which, by the way, there people are willing to just throw away that when you're giving up that top uh, th- those high high picks. Though. The second, usually from the first to the fourth round, are starters in the NFL. Sure. Usually, are starters in the NFL. Right. And you gave up two starters that could have been players that could have been important pieces to your future. So you can't just give up on the quarterback because of one bad season. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, you lost the top wide receiver. You lost your best running back early in the season. Right. The other thing, too, is their defense looked very good in the beginning of the season, too, especially against the run. And that front seven with the with a lot of young players on it, too, they have mostly controllable guys. The Panthers have the most salary cap right now to make that kind of thing work, but they don't have a lot the of draft stock. Or, all right, the, or then they're second. I, all right. No, the Cowboys are second. Oh, right now. all right. I, I looked at it as of yesterday. All right, that's fine. But nevertheless, they still have only one draft pick to make that kind of thing work where they need offensive line in the worst way possible, too. They need to, like the Giants, they have to spend that first pick on the offensive line because their defense is pretty much set. Their receivers should be good. They had solid receivers. And McCaffrey, if he's still there, is the best running back pass-catching-wise in the league. So you got to think. They should try to find a way to trade him. He can't stay healthy. He's fantastic. Sure. He's a fantastic player. I mean, uh, Buffalo's looking for a star running back. Maybe they bring him in. He stays healthy this year and helps them yeah. win a Super Bowl. A Saquon Barkley. I mean, there are teams that need like that one running back, that one piece to help them win a Super they're Bowl. Not, they're not. The Bills aren't trading for Saquon Barkley either because the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze. You're going to give up a decent draft pick for a guy that you're going to be unable to pay. Well, they have dig. They have digs making a bunch of money. They just paid Von Miller. Like, where do you think all this money? Like, you can't have Saquon's making seven. Saquon's only making seven million dollars this year. Well, yeah, they they would be able to get him on a rental. I just hope the Giants don't go to that. But you could franchise him next year as well. So it's not like it. Yes, they could franchise him. So you have him for two years. And then you decide what you want. But if it helps you win a Super Bowl, who cares? Give up a third round. You're not getting a first or a second for Saquon. You you'll get a third. You give up your third, and you have a then you have a star running back or a, a feasible running back that can have a three a, a three down back that can help you win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, if I'm the Giants, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I don't want the Giants to do that because I'm worried it could be for a rental, and that was going to hurt the value coming back to them. The problem is they the, there's not a lot of teams that need running backs because either the, a lot of them have good platoons or good offensive coaches to make that kind of thing work, like the Rams do, like the 49ers do, teams like that, or there are teams that really aren't in position to trade for that kind of contract. Same kind of thing with McCaffrey too. McCaffrey got paid already 15 million dollars a year, and is a team willing to say, all right, we're going to, if we're not a great team right now, are they going to want to take down that kind of money where they could spread it around two positions or two players of the same position too, that are younger and more controllable. Jeff. Yeah. He's yeah. He's not, I mean, it's just not worth paying them. It's not worth paying any running back. That's what the league has come to. 
because that third round pick, the Bills could just use that third round pick on a running back and then have a dude under control for four years for almost no money, paying him like a half a million dollars. Yeah, that's what the leagues come you, to. Why would you, why Didn't would they you take a flyer on Duke Johnson? Barkley? Yeah, who's a pass catching guy? He's not going to really be a runner. They need they need Singletary and Moss healthy to be runners type thing. They're not good enough to help you win. I don't I don't think so either. If they're if they're not going to be as consistent now, Singletary in 2019 was good. So if they can get that form again, that's different with a, a powerful compliment with Moss, who played well at times when he was healthy, but still hasn't developed like he should. And you get a third guy in Duke Johnson as a pass-catching guy that could help Josh Allen try to not scramble all over the place and take 10-yard sacks all the time, but still is somebody that is really only a one, one-trick one pony type thing. Productive in certain games, productive in certain areas, but that's really it. So it's tough to trust right now, but... If you have the offensive coaching to platoon the running backs creatively, like Jeff's saying, you don't need to overpay for a running back like the 49ers think, are doing, like the Rams are doing. I mean, my my honest opinion to it would be that Saquon Barkley means more to the development of Daniel Jones than a third-round pick would mean. This game, this Duke game, is going back and forth with yeah. three pointers. Yeah, Houston is actually slapping around Arizona right now too. They're up like they're up seven or eight or something. They're up by seven. The, I the see, last commercial. I want to see the out. two number one teams that everybody had going to oh. the championship being knocked out. I, I want to see that. Didn't Brian Snow's final gone in one night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Gonzaga. A lot and Arizona, of Yeah, a lot of people's final. It was definitely. I did not think. I did not think both teams were going to make it to the final. I didn't. I didn't have anyone season the final four when I made mine, and I had, had Kansas. That's you it. had Kansas. U.S. Kansas. I had Gonzaga losing in the next round. I I liked, but I, I once I saw Arkansas play the way they did, I was like, uh, no, they're battle tested. I liked them a little more in a close game. I had Villanova and Kansas and Baylor uh, and yeah and Baylor had, and somebody else and Duke and all and, the was and it Duke. Duke? Yeah, you had Duke over Gonzaga, and then you had them losing to Baylor. Right. All this does is open it up for Providence to win it all, baby. Here they come, those Friars. Gotta love it. Oh, Jeff, if That's they beat Kansas, right. I will root for them the rest of the tournament because I can't but stand Kansas. You should Kansas. be rooting for them anyways. They're the perfect underdog. They have no star players on the team. Right. You know, they're all like transfers. They're all people no mm-hmm. one else wanted. No, they had no. You know, they had no five star recruits, and I think only one four star, if I remember correctly. So they, yeah, they yeah, that was all homegrown. They're team. all yeah. they're all kids that like no one else wanted. They're not like a traditional power, you know. Yeah, they had to rise and, back. And they're a small school. They're a small school. They had to rise back once they realigned the Big East too. We all know that you love Providence, brother. I do love Providence. I'm a Providence booster. I'm, I know. I'm, listen, I know. it's been a lot of pain for people that like Providence basketball. Can you just let me have one? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm listen, I hope. Listen, I'd like to see Duke right off into the sunset and win the national championship. We all can't be as successful as Michigan basketball. <laughs> oh, God, there's a lot of Michigan fans here too in New York. A lot. Yeah, trash university. <laughs> a lot. I mean, it's also also North Carolina. There's a lot of North Carolina fans. Well, that, here. they have a lot of national fans. Michigan's kind of yeah because of Michael Jordan. Well, of course. That's yeah. why. That's why everybody liked North Carolina. I can't stand North Carolina. I, I hate them. Well, obviously, you're a Duke fan. So. No, but I've always hated them. I, I never liked North Carolina. Not because I'm a Duke fan. I just never liked the or I never liked the college. You know, so because uh, everybody loves. What's, what's to like? What's to like? They invent fake classes. Yes, so I remember retarded, that. <laughs> so they're retarded athletes that don't know how to read can actually get a halfway decent grade to keep them eligible. Mm. Yeah, and, then, and like then, they accuse, then they accuse Syracuse of doing the same thing. Meanwhile, I don't think they ever got caught. 
Yeah, no, Syracuse just had Memphis did. On there. Memphis, Memphis did too. Yes, Memphis that's right. did. Yes, with and Derek Rose. The, the, my favorite one though is the uh, the 2010 Kentucky, the Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, that team, Eric Bledsoe. My favorite is they barely survived the uh, the minimum GPA to to get to be an eligible program to just play basketball. What happened to two. What happened to those players? And they that, that team that I remember that that team lost to West Virginia and West then West Virginia lost to the Kyrie Irving Duke team and they won it all. After I that. mean, with the talent Duke, on know. that Kentucky team, yep. How how do uh, you look at those those players and really their development in the NBA? They've all of them have completely fallen off. All of them. Yeah, well, yeah. Both of all of them like peaked in the beginning of their careers, and either injuries or just lack of development. Really, I'll tell you them. what. Demarcus, Cousins was a top center, yeah. and Wall was a top point guard at one point. But if Demarcus, really Cousins, if Demarcus Cousins didn't just shut his mouth and played the game, Demarcus Cousins would have won, would have been one of the all time greats. He was fantastic. He was the best. Uh, one of the best uh, overall, over, skill overall, wise, yeah. skilled wise, yeah. three point rebounders, passers, could shoot free throws. I mean, the guy had it all. But stuck on snug Sacramento Kings. So, unfortunately, what happened to him? He, he's going to have a better career than Zion's going to have. That fat pig. Well, Zion, why do you call him a fat pig, man? Because that's that's his entire problem. I called it right from the beginning that he was too fat to play. Right? Like you know how like. When you see an injury report, it'll say uh, Speedy's out with a foot injury. Uh, Errol's out with, you know, an elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Jeff's out with, like, a concussion because he's gone, right? You know how they should list uh, Zion? Zion, not playing. Fat. <laughs> Zion, hanging out with Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, he's just too hes just too heavy. The dude needs a treadmill and to eat something other than Panda Express. <laughs> Dude, you're, I mean, we're talking about a professional athlete that had uh, his gut hanging over his belt, dude. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and he's, like, uh, what, he's playing at Smoothie King Arena. Have more Texas smoothies. Texas Tech making too many mistakes <laughs> right, at but, the end of the game. Yeah, right, but this is like, but think about this. You're a professional athlete. You're paid to run and jump and whatever, and you show up looking like Jamarcus Russell? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? I feel bad for the is, kid, man. I, I what, do. No, don't feel bad for the kid. He's brought it on himself. He loves mm. he loves Happy Meals too much. Mm, this game could Duke be now up by five. They're this feeling game. it right now. If they, if I know, they, run there. If they, right if they don't, again, you, Texas Tech don't again, score you, here. The game's over. If they don't score here, the game's over. Yeah, they're wasting. Bang. They're wasting How's a lot that of time. For you? Another big shot just hit. Who? Who hit it? D- Duke. No, I, I know we're ahead. Of yeah, you. yeah. You must be watching on the computer. Oh. You're watching on the computer, Jeff. Oh yeah, well yeah, I got uh, I got the uh, the app. I got yeah, yeah, TV, no, no, so computer feeds are a little TV, behind so TV like, feeds. Yeah, 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 we're, we're, yeah, we're we're watching a little ahead of you. And I said if tech, if they're up five. If Texas Tech don't score now, I, I think the game's over. But yeah, and they they're wasting already too much time on this possession as it it's is. Gonna, it's going to pretty much be over anyways because even if they get a bucket, even say it's a three pointer. What Duke can just basically hold the ball and run the clock down. They might, they might foul, foul if they make a shot. But game's the air over. Ball, air ball. Oh, the game's over. Yeah, that was abysmal. They're going to run out the clock. That was a really terrible possession just all around right there. Right, I, gonna, they have to foul now. I don't know throws. why they're not. Right, they're just going to shoot free throws, and, and it'll it's a two-possession game now. It'll be... It'll just keep being a two possession game as long as they make free throws. And they're yeah. two kids. They're well, good. Right now, that right, yeah, right now they're one and one. They're right now in the regular bonus, and now they they did the foul, but they did it 14 seconds too late, which does not help. 
So yeah, yeah. which is two free ridiculous. throws. Two free throws. The game's over. I think if they miss here, there's still a small chance, but they got to score really quickly, really quickly, and not waste the twenty seconds. And one of the Duke on players possession. is complaining and almost got a flagrant foul because he was bitching. Well, because the the because yeah, because the dude grabbed him under the rim. Yeah, it looks like Texas. Did, Tech. He 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 jumped, and the Texas Tech guy grabbed him under the rim. That's a dangerous play, dude. I'd have been pissed off too. Mm. Yeah, but you this is. This is something that is going to be big for Duke in the sense of they're beating a team that's big, and that, that was the one thing we didn't know if they could do because they were so such a guard-oriented team, and it looks like they're going to do that barring a catastrophe. Well, they got to hit their free it throws. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Duke just better not run into Providence because it'll be a problem. <laughs> well, uh, Nate Providence, Watson's uh, the only up way, alive. The only way they, build, they play Providence is in the national champion. That's right. That's the only way. Well, it'll be a problem in the natty. <laughs> that's the only way. You know, that's why I, I mean, it's working. been it's been exciting. I will say it's been exciting. There's been a lot of teams. You know, it's not just chalk making it, you know, advancing and stuff. I mean, There's a been, lot of people, I, a lot of people thought Duke wasn't going to make the Elite Eights, you know? No, they, I thought I thought they would lose here tonight. You know, but I, I, thought, I thought Texas Tech was too big and too clutch and well coached. I mean, I mean, and I think they have the easiest uh, now that Gonzaga's out. I think they have the easiest way to the final. This was this was the game I thought that was the hardest one for them because even though Gonzaga's even though Gonzaga's more talented than Texas Tech, Texas <clears throat> Tech is one really big, which is hard for Duke. Two, they don't have the same pressure that Gonzaga always does every year. Not that Duke doesn't have pressure, but Texas Tech, they have a new coach all at once, and they lost some players. From uh, They lost Kyler Edwards to the transfer portal, lost another one. Um, they've lost other players to graduation, so they weren't supposed to be as good as they were this year either. So there was this was the game that the Duke, if they had pressure on them, this was the biggest one. They missed the free throw, though. No, this is this is... Did they they miss both of them? No, it was one and one. Oh. So all right, so now they just went in for the dunk. So now, so now they're going to get fouled. They, yeah, so the Texas Tech will now have to foul again. So if they miss another free throw, then it gets a little more interesting. Well, yeah, I was counting on them at least making one and extending it. Maybe this right, is gonna... right, because at least at least at that point you can either get the second or you make it harder for them to either call timeout on the rebound or something like that. Now they got it a little you more know freely. You know what's funny too when you see the Texas Tech coach? Does he not look like the world's oldest child? <laughs> the world's oldest child, big two, like starring he, he Mark Adams. Like, he looks like he looks like that grumpy kid that you hated, you know, when you were in kindergarten. Except this dude's got a few grays. Like he big, looks like an unhappy child. Big two, the Zoltar machine, Mark Adams malfunction. <laughs> the Zoltar machine, that's great. The bit a big right? Is yep. that for big? Yeah. yeah. Big two, the Mark Adams Zoltar machine malfunction. I think they are making a big two. I think they are. Oh, are they? Nice. That's what I that was that's what I was reading from last year. Uh-huh. That they are making a big two. They're also making another movie, Goonies. Goonies. Oh, they're remaking they're, Goonies. They're remaking Goonies. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple of there was a couple other ones that I heard that they're remaking. Uh, one of them is coming out this year, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, they're ma- remaking Goonies. Uh, if you're a Goonies fan, that's great. You know, so we'll see. Let's see what happens Goonies. before Who cares? The, before the show ends. We'll, we'll we'll keep this on to see what Duke does. Uh, Twenty-seven point six seconds. Now they're trying to inbound. And this other game is like over. Houston is slapping Arizona. Oh, they just got the they, they fouled them. That was a foul. Yeah, no, it was a foul. No, it was a foul. They didn't even touch the ball. They fouled them. I don't know why they're arguing. I don't know why Texas Tech. No, it was arguing. a. Fa- it was definitely a foul. That was a foul. Definitely a foul. That was that, that was there was contact there. Watch. 
contact right yeah, there. Yeah, it's just because the ball came loose that everyone's going to be like, yeah. oh, well, the, you know. There was contact there. I don't know but why he they clearly whacked him on the arm. Yeah, right. that was right. definitely a foul. They're crying that it wasn't a foul. He's got to hit his right, foul well, shots. Well, well, this Went is eighty percent shooter, so good odds right, here under the, pressure. This is this is the new basketball under LeBron, though, right? Because mm-hmm. it, even if you foul someone, you have to cry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to stay away from the threes and keep them off the three. Make them go in for any, you know, the bucket, and, and and let them drag at least five to six seconds off the clock. That's what they need to do. They cannot let them, you know, foul them and and give them a three point play. Right. They might even foul. Yeah, I mean, they might even foul here. Just put Texas Tech on the line. Why not? No, they're not going to do that. Uh, not no, right away. Never do that. Not right away. That was a good defensive play. You should have taken the ball. Don't let him shoot the three. There it, it, oh, there it is. But they're making him waste time though. It's good. It's all right. And as an three. open three. three. But they made him waste a lot of time though. Too, it doesn't so. matter. It's a two points. It's two points. If they foul them and they miss a foul shot, then they they're, they're it's a three point lead. So. That was terrible. What are you talking about, Speed? No, it made it hard, though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, make... they just gotta make. They just gotta make their free throws. That's all. Yeah, that's not that easy. You know. That. No, it's not. It's never easy to make free throws by any means. Especially, especially when you're under pressure in 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 a game that you need to. You know, you you had the lead the whole time. Right. For well, this just minute. just as hard as it is to make free throws, it's just as hard to hit a three pointer with only 13 seconds left. I would have never left him open. He was wide open. He was wide open for that shot. No, but he's Challenge gonna have him. just. He's going to have just as uh, a pressure three-point shot, at, even if he misses or makes the free throws. I could see this game being screwed, them, them screwing up this game now. I, I would have never. I, you, you, to me, the worst thing they could do is give them that three-pointer. Let them earn the you're, three-pointer. They didn't you're earn panicking. it. You're panicking. Don't worry about it. You're panicking. So right now, Texas Tech is at eight fouls, so there would still be one and one if they were to foul here. And this, then this, if they do another possession after that, if it's quick, then the second foul would put them at the two-shot foul limit to the double bonus. And yes, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of good percentages on that team. Can they do it under pressure? Will be the question with that uh, that Duke team. Dude, What's Houston is just taking it to what is, Arizona. What the hell is Steph doing there? He's not from Duke. Steph Curry's there. What the hell is he doing there for? His, his brother played there, didn't Seth yes, play he did. at Duke? Yeah. Yes, Seth he did. did, but he's not. He's not a Duke. No, guy. I don't. I, I never saw him as a Duke fan. I, I have to see where the game is. Maybe they. Maybe he's a near that region. It's the west. It's the west. Well, yeah, it's the west regional. So maybe they're playing in San Francisco or something. Oh wait, there. Yeah, there was there was a series that was going on, or a region that was going on there. Yeah, that would make sense then. I didn't know which region it was, but yeah. Yeah, it's the west. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw something. There was actually something going on with uh, Chase Center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yep. don't, San I don't know. See, there you go. So maybe he's just there watching. Maybe he just likes basketball. Well, we know he likes basketball. Maybe he just wants to go back and play for Davidson. <laughs> Davidson almost beat Michigan State. Who almost beat Duke? So there could have been a whole cycle going on there. <laughs> so who gets the ball? Duke has the ball now. No, 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 no. Somebody got fouled. Who got fouled? Speedy, what are you talking about? No, it wasn't Roach. It was their power forward. Oh, it's Williams. Yeah, Yeah, it's Williams. He's not a bad free throw shooter. No, he's got to hit it. That's that's what he needs. Yeah, but he's not a bad free throw. He's not the typical big guy that shoots like 45%. I think he shoots 60 65%, 65%, I think. They were showing of all the starters on the floor, there were nobody I don't under think it's 70. Williams. I don't think it's Williams. Oh, it's it's AJ, Griffin. It is Williams. It's AJ, it's AJ Griffin. Griffin. It's AJ Griffin. So 75% oh. free throw shooter. Yeah, a bigger guy too. Not his strength, but still good for his size. 
but it's a one and one. He got we'll it. We'll see what happens. There you go. They have yes, they hit both of them. One one more is going to put it out of reach, right? Because they're going to still yeah. Have they to run now that then they have to rush down the court and then either take a three right away or just drive to the hoop right away. So which is going to be hard to do unless they try. They have no timeouts either, so that's going to be really hard for Texas Tech if they hit the second one here. He hit it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got to either take a quick, quick three, stretch pass or something like that, or rush down the court for a two. I feel like. Or, yeah, I feel like their three is more likely. Stay off the, the court. They'll call a foul. These guys. Yeah, that would be the worst because then no time to run off the clock if you're Duke. Yeah. I could see that happening. You know what they could do? Duke has a foul to give. Yeah. They got fouls to give. They so just, they could just, they just use They just used it. They just used it. They, just uh, used they took it. off two seconds, which isn't bad. They just used it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wait, they might they might have one more. Is it seven? Right now, right now, right now, if Texas Tech gets fouled one next, they're on the one and one because this that was the sixth foul. So the next one would be let, oh, them, okay. let them use the clock, man. Then, let yeah. them use the clock. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's no need to foul here. Just try to defend the three. They're really shooting the three right there. Do. Open again. Nope, missed it badly. Game's over, and that should do it. Uh, Coach K is that's excited. The, that's man. the biggest win for them in terms of a big, powerful team this tournament to prove they could do it and hang tough. I, the only one that might be a tough competition after this now is probably Purdue in terms of the size. They would only play Purdue in the, the final, final four. four. Yeah, final four. And but size wise, this was the biggest team height wise in terms of average height and they overcame they that play, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas in the next round which yeah. I think they should beat but Arkansas is good in close games though but they're more of a guard oriented to like Duke and they lost their top two they players from that. last year you know what's fu- you know what's funny though because I've watched Arkansas all year they're past and they're not like they're not yeah they're not a good team but somehow they just win a bunch of games like, they win no a lot good of good close games JD yeah, Note is their best player but they lost yeah, their top no two from last year they lost their top two from last year. That's why. They weren't supposed to be as good as they were this year. This was supposed to be – they were supposed to make it, but it was like, kind of like a transition year for them. And they just keep winning close games. They did the same thing at the end of the season, upsetting Auburn. They upset, I think, Tennessee at the end of the year, LSU. They beat a lot of good teams, and then they did, done it in this tournament too where they're just pesky. They win a lot of these close games. That's the only team tonight, right, because Houston's going to win. They're up 11 or something, you know, yeah, 12 up, or whatever uh, they're up. I, 61-51 is what we have with four minutes to only go. One, oh, 10, right. Only so, one, so one team, only one first, one seed will still be in this tournament. And that's Kansas. Who would have thought that? Don't worry. They're no, losing to Jeff's boys up. tomorrow. God damn it, Errol. Why do you have to do these things? What? <laughs> what? If Arizona God gets knocked damn. out, the only the only one seed that's still in the tournament is Kansas. Until 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hopefully Providence do, do, uh, knocks them off. There won't be one seeds anymore. And how many times do we say this? One seeds just don't have the luck. They don't usually win. So, Usually there's always one that makes it, though. This year it might be none. Well, I, I'm happy about that because I didn't think no, Arizona. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think Arizona was, good, you know, all around. I didn't think they were, you know, an all-around team good enough to win the whole thing. And I, I, Here's I, the question. Does St. Yeah. Peter's beat um, – Purdue? St. Peter's 
uh, yeah, does St. Peter's beat Purdue? I don't think so, but it wouldn't. Uh, that would be incredible if they somehow do it. Sometimes they lose the momentum. Usually, a lot of those teams. If it was like the next day or something, they probably do. Like, well, they ride the high, but it's going to be very hard. This like, might all, all work, the time off. This really might work, all work out for Duke. Being being that uh, Gonzaga got knocked out. If they beat Arkansas, then it would be matched up with Purdue. It, maybe they either be Purdue matched, or even UCLA if, is a good team too. If yeah. Purdue does get Dude, knocked Purdue out, Purdue is Peter's, a problem. Purdue's they are a problem. They yes, got that they six. They got that seven foot six dude. That dude Edie. Edie, Edie and Travion Williams is good too as a big man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, but I, and they got Edie, no. Edie's the be, Edie's Ivy. the best. Ivy's Ivy's the best player all around on the team. Edie's the right, best big the, man. Dude, yeah, yeah, dude. He's a pro, dude. He's like seven five or six. Or but if but if St. Peter's knocks them out, I mean, Duke might might even have an easy way. All the way to the yeah. Then the hardest team is UCLA, which is still good, but again, they're also more guard oriented offensive. Don't team, they have so. to beat North Carolina? I think they'll beat North Carolina. North Carolina's defense is really flawed. Could you imagine North then, Carolina? Then it gets North really Carolina's easy. Not even good. Yeah. Could you imagine North Carolina Duke in the Final Four? That would be fun to watch, man. That would all be the pressure. All the pressure is on Purdue at that point to stop that kind of thing from happening. Or that would be fun to watch, man. Uh, Coach K, his way into the national championship is knocking off UNC. That would be fun to watch. That really would. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Arizona's panicking? Panicking. They should. I mean, they're down by 10. Uh, No, they're down seven now. Seven. Eight. 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 Nine, right? Nine. No, they're down eight. Eight. I'm, I'm watching it on the computer. So it's on TBS. Yeah, it's eight. On my computer, it says sixty two fifty one. Yeah, so yeah, computer streams are behind TV streams, and phone streams are behind computer streams. Thank you, Speedy. I didn't realize that. For all the listeners, I'm not there. on a computer though. I'm on the app. I'm on because you know I got a Roku. It's still streaming. To, oh man, what a pass! Yeah, this game's over. Dude, this Houston man. team is just faster than other people. I could see used to go. They're to really the tough defensively too. I could see used to go into the national championship, man. They're. they're Offensively, they're hard. They've shown that they can compete with anybody. And I want to know something. I, I was wrong when I had Wesley and for for Moneyline Mania. I thought Houston was more. Uh, they were a bad defensive team. They have been a very good. They're defensive stifling team. defensively this tournament. They've so. been a very good defensive team in this tournament. So I'll take that back. Best defensive team in the tournament's Providence. Providence. I thought Villanova. Providence will run over the dude. Providence took a team in South Dakota State that averaged eighty-seven points a game. They only scored sixty, and then when they just played uh, Richmond, they held them to like fifty. Oh, Providence man. has just been locking people up. Well, we'll Nate see. Watson on the defense, Noah Horkler, Horkler, Ed Croswell. Croswell's been a beast rebounding. Anyways, Jeff, you know? we gotta go. Um, thank you for joining us, as always. I'm sorry you missed out on Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry no one ever chooses New York. Oh, God. Thank you, Jeff. It's, it's sad. I feel bad for you. I'm one not, day, I don't. One day someone's going to choose to go to the Jets. I, I, if, as long as the Jets don't have to give away all that draft stock. No, thanks. One day someone's actually going to choose there and actually go there, not like Anthony Barr who chose to go there and then was like, what am I doing? No one chooses to go here and then went back to Minnesota. Yeah, and, and it sure helped him, that's for sure, because he's no longer on Minnesota anymore. So congratulations to Anthony Barr. Anyways, thanks, Jeff. All right, boys. Enjoy. Jeff from Tampa. Well, uh, we'll be back next week uh, on Tuesday, on New Tuesday. So we call it New Tuesdays. 
uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays now. It's not Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'd like to thank all the fans that listen to us. Thank you uh, to CJ Dupree for joining us. He was fantastic. Next week, we should have Jason Pinkston on. Uh, uh, he's had you know some medical situation, yeah. so hopefully we have Jason on next week. I know he wanted to come on. He was very excited, but uh, the last minute, again, a problem. But uh, we'll definitely have him on. Um, we'll be back with new guests, new show. Listen to the Weekend Crunch this weekend at 7 p.m., on 103.9 FM here in New York. If you're not here, iHeartRadio, you can check us out at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, again, good night, and we'll talk to you next week. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.